This is Chrome Bills, by the way. Chrome Bills. And we're drunk. Chrome Bills, y'all. It's Chrome Bills, y'all. It's Chrome Bills, y'all. We built it from the ground floor. Pound for pound as we found a crowdsource. Now you hear a loud roar and a downpour of A.O. from the South. SoundCloud, iTunes, wherever you go. Subscribe and leave a comment. Be a friend of the show. Seize Mike, Steve, Bill, ZK, Chromosome. Want a Chrome Bill shirt? Pay Palace the dough. The intro and the interlude's new. There's something huge in the interview. Who are you? Who are you? True. We'll see through like an x-ray. I pass it to C's with a fabricated segue. So press play and let us send the energy. Throughout the potosphere to all our friends and enemies. Eventually we gotta let it go viral Be sure to stay tuned for the episode title This is that time where I make a quick joke And write a quick note So it ends up on a clip show Yo, this shit's dope ah, Making each F better than the last show Either way I'm staring at Steve's cat's show call. If this is a road trip, let me hold you down Make that trip from NYC to Chrome Bill South It's Chrome Bill Show It's Chrome Bill Show It's Chrome Bill Show it's Chrome Bills, y'all. 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 It's Chrome I realized after I got it, that it's the one that uh, that Cam had, the blue okay. one. The uh, what is it? It's actually called the blue, because uh, last Friday at about one in the morning, I found myself rewatching uh, recording sessions of the First Name Basis album on Facebook because it was listed as like a memory. Oh, they were hilarious, by the way. We're all—I can't believe that those videos exist. We're all so blasted in them, like the most bloodshot eyes you've ever seen. Right. Do you remember when you botched the... Uh, like the yeah. And it, it, it's, it's like mixed into like a Baltimore club track. Right. <laughs> what, did you, what did you botch? We're about to put you on a first name basis. And I just, I like, you know, it was like the, the firing gun went off and I just fell flat on my face. Like I fucked up the first word and tried to keep going. I tried That's to finish okay. the race with one leg. He basically went to say something, and he ended up like dos affecting it but, uh, by accident. And then so we like started. I, we were all fucked up, so we like isolated it and looped it, and it just it became real silly. Because yeah. he he went went to say, "We about to put you on a first name basis," and he went, "What you get to put you on?" <laughs> it was crazy, man. <laughs> it was one of those things where I was like, "If I fucked up that bad, like how do I not fuck up more often?" But I think I was just fucked up, <laughs> which is crazy if you think about it. Well, sounds better when you, you on, when you leaned into the yeah, when you leaned into the mic. By the okay, way, okay, let me give you a little bit more. Then that's what you need. There you go. You need to be closer to your boy. Let me let me let me do you guys a favor though. Hold on. Is he gonna put makeup on? I think he's throwing a vest on. Oh, it is vest time. Of course. Uh, Steve, are you recording all this? I feel like yeah, I'm recording. Run. Yeah. This is Chrome Bills episode 151, like the rum. Uh, I think I think it's going to be a drunk episode, at least for me. I just poured a huge glass of bourbon. I got a nice... We got C's mics in the house. We got you know Steve Bills in the house. We got no interview for the first time in a while. Shout Who out to them? no interview. Who needs them? 
enough with these guys always hitting us up. Hey, listeners, that was really loud, wasn't it? You, I need, I need you more than you need us. Blah blah blah. Now, thanks to all the people that have come on recently, man. Sage was, was a lot of fun. The Sage interview was a lot of fun, man. It was great. Like, yeah, I feel like we got one of the better Sage interviews that's out there in cyberspace. Yeah, very informative. You know, pulled back the curtains on some stuff, the beef curtains on some stuff, and you know. <laughs> but yeah, Soul, that was fun. I feel like Justo and Meticulous was great. We got an interview coming up next week. Uh, this will be the third time that these three degenerates have joined the show. Pen pals. Who, 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 who are you? Thanks to the guy. Thanks to the guys for filling in, man. Did we agree to that? We did. You know, I want to call we them. Did. Like it's not like they're the B team; they're the P team, the pen pals team. You know what I mean? Equal to, if not better. They're like the white beat nuts. <laughs> the white beat. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, we got to come up with some shit for that. I'm trying to think because I, I just went to like you know the lick nuts when yeah. the alcoholics and the beat nuts did an album together. Wait, did that ha- did that happen? Did that actually oh, there's happen? Defi- there's definitely a lick nuts EP. What, I, dude? I told I definitely <laughs> thought you were joking. No, I remember them talking about it, but I don't ever. I, I don't know they actually dropped something. All right, so this is a very dangerous Google search that I'm about to do. <laughs> what is the correct spelling? Nope, they're not. It's not on there. <laughs> nope, does not exist. Really? Yep. My man, my man, Stevie I. The only, the closest thing you got to it, the closest thing you got to it is a track on the Peacemaker Three, Tony Touch album. Wow. Uh, is that the 2012? 2013 Peacemaker Three. No, Beat Nuts Alcoholics. No, this exists. There's a song called Bang by the Lick Nuts. <laughs> There's also a song called Grumpy Crocodile. You know, this yeah, song who, might like, have... who, who on a tour when they crossed paths was just like super fucked up and they were like hanging out and they were like, yo, we should join. We should be a group together called the Lick Nuts. The label would love it. Wait, wait, wait. What did you say the name of the, the song was? Grumpy Bang. Crocodile. I'm not okay. seeing this, bro. I think Chuck might be pulling our chain. I'm on, man. I'm on YouTube, not uh, not Spotify. Oh, okay, I'm on Spotify, so that's that's where I'm limited here. It came it came out on Tommy Boy. <laughs> Did it really? Wow. Sorry, that's just a no. That was just oh, irrelevant. that's funny. That, that was actually that was dope. The De La Soul right. stuff that's been going on recently. I've watched many De La Soul interviews recently, of, and uh, I watched the whole Sway joint, which I thought was good. I think I sent that to you guys. Grumpy Crocodile. Okay. Well, uh, hey, I so- have not watched the Drink Champs one yet, which I'm I'm kind of excited for. But I am also realizing mm-hmm. that I can only watch that show or listen to it when I'm hammered. Yeah, he's like a, just, he's like an idiot savant or something. You're referring to Noriega. <laughs> I am. Yes. Yeah. So- Otherwise, I just I lose my patience. Right. I'm like, dude, you, you already asked that. <laughs> I mean, it was interesting when one of his lines was like. My pops just died. I didn't want to make records. My pops just died. And I was like, yo, that's <laughs> that's very insightful for like a dude that doesn't particularly go for that angle. Mm-hmm. He has so maybe, moments. You know, he has he's, got moments. Stuff, he's got stuff in there that, you know, you need to hear. Uh, so speaking of Wicknuts, uh, did you ever hear when uh, two of your favorite groups got together? They did the old rap, Home and Away. You had a tribe called Soul and De La Quest. 
<laughs> Actually, never came out because they couldn't decide what, whose name was going to go first. And they made it. It was on. Out. It was on Tommy Jive. <laughs> Tommy Jive. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, the stuff with Dayla. Let, let's talk about it. I mean, it still hasn't been resolved as of now, right? Right. We were that so, was like two weeks. ago. I mean, these guys signed a they they signed a terrible deal, right? Yeah, that's what it sounds like. And the guy still has owns all their material. There's well, nothing. He, there's nothing he owes them for something. What is he talking about? I mean, he's like, yo, if, I want if, all that money because I got to pay off the debt. Here's that the I thing: can. like, it, if the guy doesn't have any legal obligation to give them their shit back, right? He can take... If he owns the material and he can stream it or whatever, the reason he would give it back is because the goodness of his heart, he feels like it's a good thing for the culture, right? These are the reasons why he would give them the masters back. Conversely, that's not making like I don't know if that's a, a a wise business decision for this dude, right? Right. I've had a tough time following the. I, I'm obviously on Dela's side at the end of the day. I want to preface it by saying that because well, we all want Dela to win, right? Yeah, exactly. Like obviously, so when I say something that's uh, observant or potentially critical, I want it to all be seen through the guise of I want Dela to win. Sure. And for that reason, I'll just find a way to convince myself that what they're saying is correct. Sure. But in my head, when I follow the story, follow the story, the original part of the beginning of the Sway interview is saying, we're not going to make any money from it anyway. We just want it out there. We don't like that Tommy Boy is like keeping this music away from the platform that everyone is moving to. And then within the span of about two weeks, it was almost like they were like, keep this shit off Spotify. Like, we don't want him being able to make money on it. Well, because he, the guy basically was like, okay, I'll, pu- I'll put it out there, but right, I so still I own the structure of what the percentages are that I'm going to get and what you're going to get. Let me ask you if you think this is possible. So let's say there's three scenarios that would play out. Let's say that the De La Soul stuff did come out on Spotify. How big a boost do you think that would get? Like, pretty big? Because I mean, it hasn't been available till now, so... Yeah, I feel like it would be a big deal for a while. Okay, all right. So I feel like it would turn it into make it, it would turn into significant dollars for them over time. So does it I make mean, it a bigger it deal in terms way. of push? Let me ask. So here's what I'm thinking: Does it make it a bigger deal in terms of push if the lead up to it finally getting on Spotify is this contrived scenario? No, I don't think that's happening. No, right now. okay, no. because they're going. They're essentially trying to put as much public pressure on this on the CEO of Tommy Boy Records right now. I feel like to a degree, man, it's like you never see albums promoted anymore. Mm. Like the Lemonade, when that dropped, that was just, you know, boom, here it is. To me, man, part of this kind of feels like, even if it's just a label still being a dick, they're just like, yo, we're going to drum up some interest in this and like, we're going to have to put it out so we'll use this to boost sales. We'll go from like 90 to 50. Yeah, but they're the one, Dayla, sorry, can you guys hear me? Dayla's the ones holding it back. Yeah, Dayla is the one who put it out. I don't know why my mic just cut out, but I still hear you. You can still hear me. Okay. Yeah. 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 You guys just not. Unfortunately. <laughs> no, I, I didn't mean to, to, to almost cut you off earlier, Cs. But what I was going to ask is, in in terms of their bump and just like their notoriety within the scene for touring and and selling merch and stuff like that, 
when is the last time you sat down and listened to De La Soul is Dead? Right. Sticks is high. Three feet high and rising, right? I mean, Sticks is high is one of my favorite records of all time, and I can honestly list 15 other records from that era that I've listened to in the last couple months than I haven't listened to Stakes as High. Well, do you think that's because it's not available so easily? Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I'm getting. Gotcha. Okay. The bump of the of like not that it wasn't popping up in your head, but then you couldn't find it and moved on. Yeah, I just um, it's the other stuff's right there. I'm like, yeah, I guess it's moment of truth today then. Right. Right. You know, I guess it's 36 chambers. Yeah, Yeah. man, you got a you got a bloody knuckle. (laughs) Yeah. What's going on? I fucking. He was like. Okay. You will release De La's album. <laughs> I thought he was flexing on me. He's like, you won't cut me off again. <laughs> no, no, no. No, fucking, you know, like, I'm taking the fucking trash out. I lift the thing up. It, like, drops down on my hand, like, quicker than I can catch it. I'm that's like, always right, a well, good time. You know, that's a bleeder right there. Yeah, so. that's always a good time. You know, it's not It's not like ripping your pants within arriving at work in 10, you know, within 10 <laughs> minutes of arriving at work. That was the worst for the people out there. Uh I got to work, did some back stretches, and ripped a giant <laughs> hole in my pants. And I was like, holy fuck, I have to be here for like 12 hours. <laughs> you should have got some duct tape, I think. Yeah. I worked it out. I had a big old, one of those big lab coats, man. Saved the day. You make it work, you know? All right, I'm going to make one last point on the day law thing. Is instead of going with this public pressure campaign, do your, you know crowdsourcing fundraising and get a lawyer to look through all the previous contracts and try to find some way that you know the dude was being sneaky or something there's got to be some protections in there for artists for signing bad deals over the years you know i mean so that's an interesting aspect of this case i completely agree but because of the precedent set when people were getting fucked over and this contract sounds like when was it signed probably 89 Right, so I mean, you know, there weren't like fucking labor laws in '89 for rappers on record labels. Definitely not. So I don't know, man. I think it's a tough one. I think the the other problem that Daylaw is going to have is that it's not in the music industry's interest to let the artists get a win here. So they're going to be putting all their force behind Tommy Boy. It's like I mean, fucking NFL yeah. owners like putting yeah. the salary cap or something like that. Like your boy might be able to get eighty million on the market, but you don't, have, you know, like. Right. We got to restrict it. But you're saying even labels that are not that are actually competitors of Tommy Boy, yeah, would come out. They want, favor. yeah, because they probably That's have a, other artists under similar deals across the board. Yeah, you can't set that precedent where you let motherfuckers dictate to you what's happening. I mean, and maybe that's what the, maybe that's what Daylaw's angle is. This, you know, is not only talking about their their deal, but hopefully it gets some. You know, there's that's probably a great point. there's yeah. probably other artists who are who got fucked in the same. Well, but same then fashion. it's the same. It creates the same. You know, it's labor versus management. Right. So not only is De La, they're like the leadoff hitter, and then everybody else in a similar situation. Like, I don't. What's Fat Joe's fucking digital deal? He it's probably like, has something ridiculous. He probably has a really good deal. Let's say this shit was whack, though. You know, just like as an example, you know, and they got lined up behind him. It was like, all right, we got our team. You got yours. Right. That, that shit could define a lot about music. Right. And I think it's bigger than just the hip hop genre too. Like I imagine people were signing similar deals of of anyone that was putting out a record in the eighties. Now, the, I guess the sole difference with hip hop being, if you kind of unpack one of the things I keep going back to in the Sway interview, is that 
if you're putting out a record and thinking it was only going to sell between 15 and 45,000 copies, it was easy to be like, fuck, we're not clearing anything. Of right. course, of course. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there were a lot of a lot of conversations that happened like off the books. I like my favorite Lick Nuts track. Off the books. <laughs> yeah, but the but I guess their point was the label's responsible for clearing the samples, right? Not the, not the artists. Like that's that's part of why you sign to a label is that the label would be the one who's going to sign those who's going to clear those samples. You tell them what the samples are and they they get they make a decision like is this worth pursuing on our part or we're right. just going to tell you not to use And I it? think that's the big one is like the turtles sample that they used on the interludes that they got sued for for however much money. Yeah. Which sample is this? Um it's I think it's the turtles, but it's on it's the interlude on in Three Feet High and Rising. It's like the French with the French people talking over top of it. Gotcha. I think they got sued for that one. And that was like the one they got they got hit up for the most money for. But the label made the decision, all right, we're not gonna clear this, and then De La ended up paying the I think I'm just talking myself in a circle now that I wanna now I'm in full defense of De La. The label didn't do their part of it. The, they didn't do their part. You know what I mean? That. Yep. Yep. I should probably. We're about to get sued. We're about to get sued by the turtles. Hey, let's bring up the most. <laughs> now, was that the Dela song or was that the turtles? The most litigated. Uh, no comment, sir. I bleed the fan. <laughs> <laughs> the most litigated sample in history, and I'm it's like, really oh, one, it's really, it's really one of them, though. <laughs> no, I took it from the upcoming Chrome Bills album, <laughs> Steve Bills and Kate Chromosome. Get sued, <laughs> get, get sued, y'all, get, get sued, y'all. Um, well, we do have our album Three Beards Deep and Rising. <laughs> Uh, my beard is, you know, I'm, I'm shaved. Oh, just, just have one for the press photos. We'll be good. You some lion ass. I think it's called epic, it? epic beard men's. Epic beard man's. Epic beard your man's in them. And that records. Will... When's that coming out? Next week. March 29th. Nice. Two weeks. Sage is in DC on uh, May 10th, I believe. Dope. Are you opening? I don't think I'm going to be able to do it. Okay. Oh yeah, true. I told you guys I got a new job. How about that? Congratulations, man. That's badass. Congrats, man. It makes, it makes a big difference, man. Very without, happy. Without putting too much of the government uh, right. information, the daytime life of yours out, when is the last day at the, the current spot? It's still up in the air um, because with the leave that I'm taking for the baby and uh, we've got a kid coming next week uh, and then there's some other issues with like transfer because it's an interagency intra-agency thing so I don't know if I said is it intra or inter anyway I'm glad it's not a, it's not a, what is this a fucking spelling bee I don't know what do you want me to say uh, yeah no dude I'm fucking I'm stoked um, whenever it does start it'll be after I've spent a couple weeks with the new baby so it'll, I'll be good to go Dope. you know excited you get thrown up on you, a few man. times you know, you pooped forget. on you know I feel like these are like the easy times. Like she sleeps well. She's, you know, she has a lot of stuff to say. She's fun. Yep. There's meltdowns here and there. You forget those first. It's like a solid like eight months of like God. <laughs> what are you? 
<laughs> you just shit for like the third time. Well, you love it. I had a house and full you? of uh, sick sick people this this weekend. Oh, people! Starting Friday. Yeah, okay. Yeah. What happened? Stomach flu. Both kids. Good. Okay. Me partially. Wife stayed good. You know, she was healthy, but a lot of fluids, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> clean up on aisle Steve. It was definitely a clean up. <laughs> Liquidation, I believe. Well, you know, it's good stuff. You, yeah, it's good stuff. There for. Exactly. Puke on me, shit on me, whatever. And Cole, was that was that twenty years at the current place of employment, or not quite nineteen? Nineteen. God damn. Nineteen. Yeah. It's crazy, man. That commute. I'll tell you, man. How you much know, you it, shaving off the commute? So there was two days last week where I go over the American Legion Bridge, right? So. It drives me nuts that the shit didn't backs up around there because people have to go downhill and then up. You know, like, it's like the S-curve in Maryland where it's like, I, I get, like, fucking slowing down, but, like, why are you going 10 miles an hour in the, in the passing lane? And this is the kind of thing, like, if you dealt with this, like, once a month, like, you wouldn't even think twice about it. Like, dealing with it five days a week. So fucking last week, twice in a row, like, as I was pulling up, like, to go to the dip, I shit you not, like they shut down like three and a half lanes for for like an accident, you know, like a fender bender that had to get moved over. Like, can you imagine like a fender bender in the middle lane at like nine thirty in the morning? It would like fuck everything up. So I, you know, I was going like sometimes it'd be like two hours, sometimes it'd be forty five minutes. You know, I was like that was the part. I'd almost rather been like just make it two hours every time. Like I can't, I can't fucking stand that going. <laughs> So I'm going to be going to like 15 minutes. True. So, yeah. You know, easy living. That's ridiculous. Right. I can't even like walk to the end of my neighborhood in 15 minutes, you know? <laughs> Which, you know, it's crazy. We should call it, we should have a game called 15 minutes. Chuck would see like relative to you and I, mm -hmm. the entire world. He would see the entire world. In, right. in 10, 15 minutes. Right. And he just, and he's and he left. left. And he left. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, we should talk so much shit about. It. Wait, wait till he puts the headphones on. I believe yeah. he had to just Fuck he Chuck, just had right? a bartender pour him another drink from that closet <laughs> behind him. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, I, I jumped off mic for a second. Is I'm that sure your front door? What is that? What is that behind us? Oh, that's the door into this my man cave. Do you have okay. a man cave? <laughs> yeah, I took over the second bedroom. Damn, the only thing the, it was a straight. So it's a strategy move. There's a silly walk-in closet in the main room. In the main bedroom, so I was he like, oh, "Jay, you, I was like, Jay, you got that. I'll take the one in the other room. Oh, oh where are my turntables gonna go? I guess we'll put them in that room. <laughs> Where's the desk gonna go? I guess we'll put it. Oh, I guess this is my room. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Yo, do you think she's I ever figured it out? Oh, absolutely. Okay, I, I think that wall right behind you needs a poster, maybe a, uh, a cool disco Dan poster, or whatever. <laughs> there you go. That's got to go up. Yeah, definitely got to go up. Out in the middle of Little Italy, little bit of proclivity, proclivity. There's stuff on all the walls except the one behind me. Okay, Actually, I should I should change that if I give you guys the the tour. Tour, nice. The, How long have you been in the spot? Two years. I moved in uh, November. <laughs> you said two years. <laughs> I moved in November. So I don't know, four months. Yeah, it's still relatively new. Yeah, man. Not as, new as, not as new as this mic. If the, if the listeners out there are noticing that my voice sounds uh, as buttery as ever. 
<laughs> buttery, buttery voice. Yeah, that's a good t- app title so far. That's so the buttery. condenser mic only picks up like when you're speaking directly to it, right? Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's like it, it demands respect. Like, watch this. So if I do this and then I completely turn to the other side, you almost don't hear it at all, right? Yeah. The levels drop significantly. Yeah. It's dope. So my question to you guys is, when are we? Gonna when are you going to step your game up? <laughs> I got one. Do you really? I'm not wasting it on you, motherfuckers. No, I, I did get one. I bought so uh, I've been working on the the Cubby record, and so I sent some vocals to Cam. He's like, "Yeah, you got to clean that up." <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow. Now he was like, "Look, I get why you're going. Like, do it anyway." It was recorded on you know basically like SM stage mic, and yeah. I like like the dirtiness of it. But when I sent this stuff to Cam, he's like, "That doesn't sound right with these beats." And even if you want that effect, we could put it in after the fact. So sure. I just bought a condenser mic. Damn, everybody's got one now. Oh, how you feel, Steve? You I don't, got know, I don't feel good. <laughs> Are you sick yet? No. You've been sick. Okay. I feel like if I just like tape a pillow to the back of this microphone, it'll be fine. Yeah. Then it'll become kind of like a condenser mic. Okay. <laughs> you could try cuffing it. That always works. You know, maybe I'll get one of those collars that they put on the dogs that break their leg or whatever. Right. <laughs> I will say that. Cone? Apparently, uh, the one thing, the only reason I haven't completely deleted Facebook is because of mm. uh, the memories thing, where it's like, this is what you did on this day X yep. amount of years ago. Yep. And I used to be really active about posting music stuff on Facebook. And so many pictures come up of me on stage and just. Violating, <laughs> like the mic coverage <laughs> is so bad. Oh boy! Oh man! One mic, two cups, right? Cole, I don't know why you never looked over at me and we're just like, "Yo, B." <laughs> I, I was probably doing something the same thing. I was double cupping, yeah. <laughs> you couldn't see me because your your hands were so cupping the mic that they were blocking your peripheral vision. <laughs> right, 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 right. I was just the mic was in the stand. I was just covering my eyes. I'm texting while podcasting. I apologize. Sure. Listen, you know, that's podcasting 101, multitask. <laughs> I got I got two I got two things I want to talk about. One, why don't we lead with this? Yeah. because uh, it should be a very quick conversation. <laughs> uh new hip hop music in twenty nineteen. Oof. I got four albums. I went through what I've <laughs> what I've even given more than one spin. Okay. Uh Smith and Wesson, yep. good people. Shout out to Justo in meticulous. Yeah, seriously, saving the year right now. And then uh, uh, Benny the Butcher, which is 2018, unfortunately, Chuck. Oh, is it really? Okay, so that was new to me then. So shit. I'm keep it's it's still gonna be on my 2019 rap uh, playlist. What are you? What are we just savages? What did you say to me the other day? <laughs> you were on my 2019 playlist, and you were well, like, I said, "What are we oh, animals?" You're like, what is this Larange blue joint? It's just kind of hot. I was like, it's from like 2016. Okay. <laughs> it's what separates us from the animals, Chuck. Right. It's a good point. Yeah. I would. All right. So I got a 29. We should probably merge our playlist, Chuck, just to, you know, for posterity. We should make Chrome Bills songs talked about on episodes. Uh, yeah, like, there's a new. Idea. Que- I don't know how to say this guy's name. I think it's Quelle Chris. Yes, Quelle Chris. Uh, he's got a new song called Guns, which is kind of ridiculous. Okay. I don't know if it's about guns, but <laughs> it's a very pretty song. What if we'll, it was a metaphor we'll play for that in a couple minutes? What's that? What if it was a yeah. metaphor for knives? Smart. 
You know, I remember people talking about guns. You're like, but it's like a metaphor for my pen. <laughs> yeah, let's get more creative than that. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the original, the Tupac joint is kind of fire. Let's not, yeah, yeah. Me and my girlfriend shit is nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm hating. Uh, have you guys heard? There's a new Rascast song that's kind of funky. Okay. And it uses a beat from a Gangstar interlude. Really? Right, Which one? Is it I chill. Oh yeah. I feel like this is where Razzcast belongs, you know. This song needs Young Z on it too. I mean, yeah. if, if that it's... song had Young Z in the third verse, it'd be the ultimate ultimate song it sounds like he's trying to tie a pretzel in a knot in his stomach while he raps but i like it <laughs> wow, wow. What a wow. you mean like because his voice he just is just like straining like, like this yeah, yeah but it's dope though you know you know it's funny i read an interview with sean price where he like or razcast talking about sean price he's like mm. we were real cool before he passed but like he, he wouldn't do songs with me because he said i was too ill and I remember thinking, I was like, damn, like, hey, that better, that shit better be true. But imagine if Sean Price was on this song. Right. Oof. Good call. I, I, it's funny, man. I was thinking, I've heard songs that I didn't like that Sean Price was on, but it wasn't because you know, I don't think I've ever heard like a verse from him that I thought was, was garbage. <clears throat> I would agree with that. Yeah. Chuck, do you have that um, Sean Price album on your list? Because there's a Sean Price album in 2019. I'm going to add it right now. Yep. By Small Professor, right? Yep. So who is that dude? I'd never heard of him before that. Well, he did all the beats? I think so, yeah. yeah. Yo, I'm glad you fucking brought that up. So what I saw, I still can't remember who I saw it on on Instagram. But when they posted, I was like, ah, you know, some of the stuff that's come out hasn't been that thorough from like top to bottom with the beats that he's had. Hmm. And then, or at least I kind of felt that way. Um, with who? Sean Price? Sean, some of Sean okay. Price's stuff. Sure. Um, but this is eighty six witness. Yep. Yeah. Like it seriously. I wasn't. I. I was more a fan of him as a solo act than I was of Helter Skelter. So I can only compare it to like that of his stuff. <laughs> Interesting statement that I, I don't know. I want to ask you to defend. You know, mm. I. You know, mm. it's mm. it's funny because. People always thought Helter Skelter was the nicest out of it. And looking back, like as straight up MCs they were, but the first Black Moon album and the first Smith and West album, those are to me those are far better albums than Nocturnal. I would agree with that statement. So maybe it was just not, you know, it'd be like you gotta be able to separate like casual from like the rest of High Road and compare him to his own shit. But of course you're gonna compare him to Dell shit, you know? Mm. So no, and that, I, I get that, but I mean I still feel like Nocturnal even if it's third out of that crew, it's like a top 20, you know what always, you know, the you know what always slips in there for me, though? And it's only because of the beats and just the storm. The, the, storm. Yeah, the OGC shit. <laughs> but those guys, other than Starang, are like, they're not even close right. on the, on the no. mic. To no, but it's, you know, it's, I remember listening to like, you know, I'm not like the biggest Elder Sensei fan. I don't think he's trash. He's just not always for me. But that dude could always pick a good beat to rap on. So there was there were so many artifacts on it was like I, you know the I'm first not two artifacts albums have the are classics just 
I think people forget how good That's Them is, too. That's, like, I, I, think that's a be- I think that's a better album, man. It is. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah you, okay. Album, yeah. Because the first album, I mean, obviously, Wrong Side of the Tracks, uh, Come On with the Get Down, yeah. and Way Back, boom, way back right. and Lower to Boom, right? Like, mm-hmm. those are uh, might be better the, in their individuality, you know, as an individual track than almost anything on That's sure. Them. But, front to back is that all sean j period on i think a lot of it is i think there may be a lord finesse there's maybe a lord finesse on there oh there is a banging lord finesse there's also that showbiz remix the, the showbiz remix i don't fire. know that, and that <laughs> it just seems like a very full sounding record it but anyways back to the back to the uh so you, it's getting knocked because it's not the top on the roster well there there was that part in terms of just like just as an album I, like, there's no way I'm gonna sit here and tell you that Rock and Ruck weren't better rappers than uh, fucking Tack and Steel. Sure, but Buckshot was by himself. Sure. I, I, just, I don't. I don't he even actually think wasn't Buckshot by was by himself. But that's all right. exactly. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, they did get five footers out here. My man's out here fact checking. They did give five footer his own song, but then he made his Instagram private, which you sure. know, I still I sure. still don't understand. <laughs> So you know, I, I so there's that part of it, and then once, uh, obviously, once OGC came out, it was the best thing I've ever heard. Once Sean Price started doing his own shit, I was like, wow, like this, sixteen songs of this dude at his best, I'm all in. What was, his, been, what was his first solo release after all this? Kid? Was it the uh, the Price Tyson? It was the one where he's like standing in the holding the mic in a circle of gorillas. Oh, really? Uh, I'm, I might be wrong about that being the first one. Okay, I probably am. I know, mix, I know the uh, mix. I know the Mike Tyson. Yeah, it Monkey was Mike bars. Tyson. Okay, Monkey Bars no. sounds Monkey right. Bars 2005. Okay, Jesus Price Superstar 2006. But, but there was the a, there was a slew of mixtapes that came around. Yeah. at the same time, right? The first song on Jesus Price Superstar. Hmm. The beat is fucking bananas, and he only got he does like a twenty bar like fuck you verse like oh, there's not even this. a hook. This is the intro. Yeah, it's my album. Jesus, Jesus. This. Mm-hmm. He fucking murders this beat. <laughs> oh, I thought you were how gonna many, let it ride. How many how many mixtapes started very similar with just like the vocal and the echo? Every DJ Clue thing ever. Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> Yo, yeah, the drums on this, I want when the next beat you make, I want to hear drums and hit like okay, this. Alright. I'm gonna study that. You heard this shit, right? No. God damn, this shit is thorough. Those fucking drums, dude. That's Whoever just a loop, bro. Right. I know, but That's they still so fucking good. And then check this shit. Big reference. He just like it, you know. It's just like a, a verse like that, just oh, fucking killing it. I'll be right back. And the next song is the hook is so dope. You gotta take a shit. Oh, oh, he he was being summoned. Domesticate domesticated demons, man. <laughs> Yo, that's fire. You better write that down. <laughs> so what's good with you? What's what what? When did you move? We talked since then, right? Yeah, a bunch. Okay. Uh, uh, November. 
I swear, either I'm having deja vu or we just literally talked about this 15 minutes ago. Well, I know we talked about you being in the new place, but I didn't remember. I, it's funny, like, thinking back, I do remember, like, the, the weekend that you were moving. Something happened. It was like a football game or something or something crazy happened. It was the middle of November, and it snowed five inches the day I was moving. Okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. And for, uh, moving, into a, moving into a fourth floor walk-up. Chuck won't be moving in today. That's crazy. <laughs> No, we were we were uh, pot committed, as they say. There you go. <laughs> made it happen. And you had to spot. And then I listened to every hip hop song that mentions uh, Brooklyn in the chorus okay. for the next two weeks. <laughs> if it if it, rep- if it if it says something about Brooklyn, I've heard it on loop. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you made the move. You made the big move, Crosstown. Yeah, man. Actually, and I wanted to talk about this, so. Uh, and we'll have to we'll have to get Steve's opinion. But you, you know, grew up in Maryland, moved to Virginia, but we're working in Maryland. But if the new job is in Virginia, you've officially relocated. You are a Virginian. Yeah, yeah. Just put the V on me. Put the V on me, dog. How do you, how do you feel about that? You know, it's funny. The only the only thing that gives me a tip, I there's nothing that would be better than being able to be home like seven days a week to hang out with my kids you know like my wife's already sick of me like she you know she doesn't want me around for seven days but i'm just kidding it'll be nice to like be home and have time but that's all good but i will say this the happiness that that's going to bring is going to be offset even if only mildly because i won't be able to play basketball on mondays and wednesdays (laughs) like it's funny when they called him when they called an offer, they, you know, they were like... That was the first thing they crossed you. We'd like to offer you the job. Part of me was like, don't do it. <laughs> Dude, now you can use the app, bro. The find the basketball? Yeah, yeah. that's true. The find the game. Man. Yo, I remember getting so hyped. I was like, this is a great idea. And then I looked in the apps. So there was like 800 apps to do that. I didn't uh, I didn't realize you were still playing until I saw uh, the homie. Ron Geronimo was in New York oh, City shit, a couple right. weeks ago. Who are, you? You Who are you? Who are you? We were we were blasted. Yeah, um, had a lot of fun. We went to Comedy Cellar. He, so he he told me uh, I saw him the next week, and he told me like he he definitely threw up, and then I think kept going a little bit. Uh, so the first part of that story is true. <laughs> uh, he he threw up and then threw in the towel. He threw uh, so we were going to a dinner spot that was BYOB, and we got a, a, Ron. I apologize in advance for putting you on blast like this. We can, we'll edit this out. It's good material. Uh, no, we we had been <laughs> drinking for quite a while. Um, we were probably at hour six. I mean, and sees you know what these New York nights are like. Yeah. So we we met up at five. New went York to the nights. went to the comedy cellar for the early show, the early bird special, the six to seven thirty showing. <laughs> And then went to another bar till about ten, and then we're bouncing to go get food. The spot we were going to, uh, which is like one of my favorite restaurants in the city that I've actually taken Steve to as well, uh, which is called Kuma Inn, is BYOB. So when we got there, I didn't want to get I didn't want to get wine unless I knew we were going to get seated because we didn't have a reservation. So we got there. They said we're good for y'all. So then I went to head up oh my God. the street to get some wine, and my man was my man was uh, calling Earl. On top of a fire hydrant. <laughs> oh, so, wait! You were you were leaving <laughs> the street to go he, buy beer, and he was throwing up. He aired it out in the yeah. street. And then when I, then when I came back, I thought maybe he actually was going to rally, and he'd yeah. be at the table. Yeah. And then when I went upstairs, he was uh, <laughs> the table for four and not six. <laughs> oh, he bounced. He he was at he was out. Yeah, he he rolled. Smart. Did he text you or did he just leave? 
Uh, he may he have texted Filipino goodbye. He may have texted someone else in the group. Okay. He texted me the next morning and said that every time he hangs out with me, it's he ends up getting sick, and it's yeah. obviously my fault. And I, <laughs> I conceded that yeah. that's probably true. So I'm like, oh, come on, man, another Manhattan. I mean, we're at the comedy cellar. Let's do this. How right. many? Give me an es- estimation of how many drinks. For who though? Chuck for or both of you guys. Okay. I would say six cocktails four. over the first like two and a half hours, and then switching to beer and probably another like three or four, four beers. Jeez. So, okay. Ten. So six, six each in four hours. Six each. Yeah. Holy shit. We were at a bar before the cellar where we put down two each, and then, uh, you know, then we switched. I think it was like Jack and Coke or something during. So, the in four, you had ten drinks in four hours. I mean, when you put it that way, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> and and went to go buy more for dinner. Oh yeah, you're, you're acting like my night stopped. It. I went and got two bottles of wine that I came back for, and then realized <laughs> oh. it was only for four of us and not six. That'd and be you, like and, if, and you dominated the wine on the table. God damn. It'd be like if it was a wrestling match, and like immediately after Ron tapping out, Chuck climbed out of the ring to re- <laughs> find somebody else to wrestle. He you know basically I mean? went in the crowd and wrestled somebody. <laughs> He's like, I'm not done yet. <laughs> well, one my, that night ended with me up in the man cave watching uh, Joe Rogan clips on YouTube, yeah. polishing a beer. Yeah. How many people <laughs> smoking watching, the e-cig? <laughs> how many people watching Joe Rogan do you think happens before, like? Before mm-hmm. they're already like an hour past when they usually go to bed. A lot. So like if it's like yeah, I usually go to bed at nine, and this dude's watching it like eleven. <laughs> you know? I need interesting survey I, right there. I need the lazy man Joe Rogan clips though. I need the ones where people go into an app and like pull out little fifteen minute oh, increments. That's that the nice. one I watch. Cause I, yeah, because I can't do like I was like, oh, this Alex Jones shit's going crazy, and I put it on. I'm like, this is five hours long. Yo, right. hell no. Right. I actually listened to the whole fucking thing. Did you really? I'm going to tell you something crazy, man. Like, I think I've always disliked Alex Jones because during his divorce trial, the lawyers basically told <clears throat> the jury, like, this dude, it's just a fucking act. Yeah. And the problem I have was like, all right, like, so, you know, you knew that that was going to be something they were going to say it was going to become public record. Like, what are you doing? And so, I, you know, because, like, you know, the Sandy Hook shit, I was like, dude, like, you're, you are so fucking irresponsible right now. I'm not saying like I, I don't know. I think you you should have if you have that big an audience, like you have a responsibility okay. to not fucking do shit like that. And you know he's so I wanted to hear his side of it, and he was like, "Look, like it wasn't that long before I realized that I'd fucked up, and I may, I apologized for it." You sure and he now, didn't? Like, he you sure he didn't just say that because he gotten he's guilty he, and is and is facing more charges? Look, here's my thing with him. I was like, you know, there it could be that. It could be he's just a complete piece of whatever it is. Like, that's why you don't. Well, the reason you don't do shit like that is just fucking wrong. Like, lying like that is not, it's not fucking worth it. Right. There's no way you're getting away with that shit. To own up to it, you know, if that's what he was doing, I, to me personally, mm. I could completely understand if somebody else was like, nah, or if somebody else was like, yeah, okay, I get it. I'm like, nah, still fuck him, but yeah, I get it. But so anyway, I was like, I got to listen to it, like what this dude's side about it is and all that sort of stuff. Look, he is he's got some like manic disorder. For and sure. I'm not even judging that. For like, sure. Yeah, yeah. But I don't I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing for someone who's just like an encyclopedia of information. Look, he was saying shit 
factually sure that joe rogan would be like oh yeah i've seen that or i've read that and then he would start to put a spin on it and rogan was like well that's bullshit but some of the things that i heard about like operation like northwoods sure you know i, I didn't know anything about that shit so listen five hours <laughs> it's a lot. what's operation northwoods it was this operation uh that the, was kicked pretty high up <laughs> i think it's operation Northwoods. it was kicked pretty high up in the united states government like it made it to like jfk's desk where they were going to do all these like uh terrorist things in the united states and then blame it on cuba and jfk was like yo we're not fucking doing that that's insane but like so but it became disclassified and so you know when Alex Jones is talking about that shit. I'm like, yeah, Operation Northwoods was a proposal. Anyway, you know, if you're interested in that kind of thing, like, I, I just feel like I like to know shit. There's plenty of fodder for conspiracy theorists, right? Right. So once you start seeing a few of those things, and then that just gives you a launching pad for these type of people. Well, that's what and I mean. You don't like, believe I anything. Like you got to be kind of a. You, something's got to be up with you to start seeing connections that, you know, maybe they are there. But then he starts talking where he's like, you know, we're being sold by a, a class higher than us because there's going to be like, like there are aliens and like people seeing other dimensions and shit like that. Like DMT allows you to see in the fifth or sixth dimension. But like, yo, maybe half of this shit is true, but like, once you fucking did the Sandy Hook thing, I just can't take right. your opinion about things that seriously. Right. I'm interested in what you know. I don't give a fuck what you do with it after that. I thought it was interesting that he was saying that after he came around and admitted that Sandy Hook was real, admitted that once he let go of his, uh, you know, uh, relationship to this falsehood that Sandy Hook was a, a conspiracy, then the yeah. people who actually believed it were now threatening him, saying right. that he's he's part of it. Sell out. Yeah. He's essentially been compromised yeah yeah he's been compromised i mean it was the one part i did i not, i'm not gonna even use the term sympathized but that seemed factual was that he was like i went with this because people were were pointing out like to your point steve like the fodder that could potentially be there and all you know he was still doing it for work and the the, the sponsors and everyone like you have to keep talking about this like the ratings are going through the roof where it's like, all right, you're a shitbag because you're not making the right moral call here. But I, I understand kind of why he went in that direction. I just don't agree with it. Right. But this but like, guy... It, it, it strangely humanized it in a way where then he... I mean, he still... Uh, Rogan did a good job of like the little, the little bits that I heard. And I'd be interested if Cole thinks this goes the whole way through of kind of letting him like giving him enough rope to to like make a point and then to still prove that he's a douche. Mm. Like once if you let him finish the story of where he got in every situation, you'd be like, yeah, you still suck though. You know what's so crazy, man? So there was, there's an interesting thing that he's able to do. Like, I don't know how much like media training he had, but I can see why just from a speech pattern, he's uh, got an audience because he's got such a succinct way of going. Like before, once he's got the room, he's like, like he always takes a breath in. The problem is like, you know, with a producer in his ear being like, get out of this segment. Or, I, I don't know how that worked, but his rants didn't seem to go off the rails. But every time Joe was able to, to you know, get him back on track, eventually Rogan was like, yo, like you're, you know, you're, you're fucking smart. Like you really are a smart dude. You know, like I, I don't know what's going on with like some of the 
opinions you make about what you know, but you know a lot of shit. And instead of taking the compliment, he was like, oh, Joe, yo, I'm just, you know, I'm, a, I'm fucking crazy. I'm up like 24 hours. It was like, yo, that's that's such a, to me, a defect of a personality. I can't be like, yo, you know, thank you very much. That means a lot to me. You got to do this incredible shit. Someone compliments you and then you start piling dirt on yourself. Like, not like, you know, like how like a, a homie would do, like, oh, you know, I'm just doing my best with this, right? You know what I mean? But he's like, nah, I'm a complete piece of shit. Keep in mind, this guy was selling like food rations and like doomsday prep kits and supplements and shit every ten minutes on his show. Yeah. So he would he would entice people with these juicy conspiracy theories, right? Get them all riled up, and then be like, "You got to prepare for the afterlife." Here's a link to my store, et cetera, et cetera. Right. I'm he's, so, he's, a, he's just a salesman, you know? He's a fear merchant. He's a fear merchant, yeah. And he, I'm sure he did quite well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I, I watched that Rogan thing. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I was like, w- w- why are we humanizing this guy? He's... Right. <laughs> well, I, I do think it's an important thing, like... I feel like sometimes people speech wise are like, you know, we're 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 not tolerant of intolerance. I'm like, then you're yeah. intolerant. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Like, at some point I think it's not that people need to come from like a ten to like a three. Sure. You know, it's like yeah. like if you're at like an eight right now, like a five would be good for everybody. And and you you just start getting these sides where it's like, all right, well, this motherfucker's coming at me at a ten. Yeah. And if I don't ramp it up like from yeah. the jump. Yeah. Just fucking calm down, man. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I mean, um, I I still always go back to the same thing about the conspiracy theorists is that people love the idea of thinking that it's all controlled because the scariest part about life on a grand scale is like how unpredictable and chaotic the world really is. Right. So yeah. if you believe like you know the government created AIDS, then you can you can in the back of your subconscious be like. There aren't random diseases that are just going to pop up and and crop, you know, like and kill a large chunk of the population. Or like if the government is planning a school shooting, then that means that that shit isn't going to randomly happen in your neighborhood. Right. right. And it's in a weird way. Yeah. The conspiracy theory is the security blanket. And I think once I kind of looked at it from that way, I was like, it's it's actually in a strange way the least woke yeah. opinion to think that everything right because it's just it's not realistic woke. you're right right in a, in a weird way whereas everyone that does it and i'm even go, i'm not gonna act like i you know if my friend like matt moorhead was here or something he'd be like dude you were that was you when you were 22 or 23 and i'd be sure. like oh absolutely yeah because i was a kid right and i was the least captain least woke <laughs> Reporting for duty. Sir. There are probably some parallels. There are probably some parallels to be drawn to religion. I don't mean to. I don't mean to offend too many people here, but yeah, you know, I fear yeah. is your only god is the cleverest line I've ever heard. Fear is your only god. Yeah, that's dope. Every that? uh, the Zach De La Roca. Fear is your only god. Fear is your. Fear is your only God. Mm. I can't remember the Rage Against the Machine song, but mm. it was like the the crescendo of the song where he's just saying it over and over again. I was like, "Holy fuck!" <laughs> it really is. Yeah, all of it. You know, all you know, conspiracy theories. Got all of it is just fear based. Yeah, 
And that's the thing that, that that bothers me the most about the the Alex Jones thing was like that, that's the really scary part to me. Even if I didn't have kids, but like you know, like there's school shootings, like that's fucking crazy. Sandy Hook was like Sandy Hook was a a, a living hell, and to like show no. Absolutely no. I don't even decorum. I I, I want to say like human decency. Yeah, about. decency is probably a good word. It, the audience that he has out there, like if people believe that, that's the kind of thing where I'm like, yo. If I was the host of that show, if it meant my career, I'd probably have a hard time doing it. But if it was going to like turn off some people, I'd be like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Like you know, I definitely think the fucking you know aliens are among us. I think the government created AIDS, but like. There's a gun control problem in this country to the point where like preschools are getting shot up. So we're not going to fucking profit off of this. His audience, you got to think, are schizophrenic people though, who buy into that, right? Even at that, you know, that's that. But that's one of those things where I'm like, look, I think the problem that we have now is there's no like there's no clear delineation of right and wrong, but there actually is. People just want to fucking play by it or ignore it based on their allegiances. Like, there's no way, you know, Clinton and Trump, whatever. Like, sure. you can't really make, like, an argument 100% for or against either one of them. Mm. I mean, Trump maybe, but, you know, like, I can't, when sure. people are like, he's been good for the economy, I'm like, to that extent that, sure. you know, I, so you you got to be able to have that. But, the, you know, it's just way too fucking polarized now. Man. Yeah, it, it's very polarized. There's also no accountability for people taking big stands and then being completely wrong. <laughs> There, the way there was, yeah, you know, ten years ago, just because everything moves so fast now. Yep. Like I remember having a conversation with like some hardcore Republicans in my family, mm. and they were like, "Oh, the the media is just going after Manafort because it'll make Trump look bad." Like, watch when all the dust settles, like he'll be completely exonerated and he mm. didn't do anything wrong. Right. And I'm like. Now he's guilty. Where, where are y'all at now? Like now, oh, so now it's it's fake news, and the and the system was biased, and the jury was biased. Right. Like, right. And by the way, and, and now he's gonna roll somewhere else and get convicted on more shit. Like, at what point are we just gonna accept that dude was fucked up? And if I brought it up now, they'd be like, "Why are you bringing up old shit?" <laughs> I didn't say that. I'd be like, "You." I would love it if you. Said this. It would be amazing if they gave you like a handwritten apology note, Chuck. <laughs> That's when you could move on, right? That's what I demand. Dear sir. <laughs> like, I always go back to, you know, 1998 to, or sorry, 1988 to 1992. You know, the the only president in our lifetime to serve one term, unless you were born before 76, right? Yep. Is George Bush Sr. And he essentially doesn't get reelected because of, like, one failed campaign promise. <laughs> no new taxes. No new taxes, right? And then you just, like, look at it now. And on both sides, right? I don't mean yeah. to, to pick sure, out sure. specifically a Republican doing it, but it's just the easiest one to take. Where it's like, what, is anyone even when Trump runs for re-election, is anyone even going to audit? Like, is there even going to be a matrix of like the the you know twenty five percent hit ratio on campaign promises? Like, and especially even like to the base, like yeah, we didn't even try to lock her up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All that shit, you know, yeah. nothing, right? People don't expect you to follow through anymore. It's the it's the anti mob mentality, meaning mob like the mafia. Like yeah. No one 
no one thinks that your word and your honor need to mean anything. Right? Well, that's you know that's 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 kind of what I was thinking earlier. Was like, yo, like they're, the the right or wrong. It depends on what game you're playing. If you're interested in being cooperative on a large scale, which is humans' biggest strength over any other species on the planet, then you know. I think should have worked out. If you're just like a, if you're trying to be destructive, I, I, you know, I do think it's the one place where it's like, you know, people say apathy is one of the most destructive things. I feel like at some, to some degree, like you got to have someone pushing you, like don't be fucking lazy, mm. like be decisive. I'm not saying like you have to like you know reach for the fucking stars, but like your baseline has to be be a decent person and be motivated to do something. You know, you might end up like. <laughs> you know, like rising like a decibel above that, but at least like there's a baseline for that. And then you see people where it's like, yo, like fucking like I'm about to get on my old man ship, like walking around on the phone. Chuck, you must deal with that so much now that I think about it. You walk around all the time. Are people just like bashing in? <laughs> that would be crazy. Like to have a video of New York City where just people are, it just became like a bloody mess of people just bashing right into each other because they're looking at their phones. Oh, yeah. It's pretty ridiculous. Is it real? That's Is everybody crazy. on the phone? People are so attached to their phone. Okay. I mean, like, I'll give a perfect example. But you said I was looking at Instagram. The, exactly. <laughs> I go to, like, a, I go to a yoga spot, right? And you, there's lockers. And it's, like, a, a locker that's the size of a cubby. So there's, like, five on, you know, five stacked in a row. Right. So, like, simple logic would say if I get to that row first and I go to a locker and I open it and the class ended and everyone walked out at the same time that I am clearly blocking four other people from the locker. So the right move is to grab my shit and get the fuck out of the way. And no one's mad at you that you got there first. The other four people are just going to wait. The amount of people that have to pull out their phone and look at it and just see what they missed in an hour. Right. And I'm like, I know all of y'all ain't on call at fucking Lower Presbyterian. Like, <laughs> if you're wondering if you've got to go in and do an emergency right. tracheotomy, like, I, all is forgiven. Right. But, like, if you're just checking to see... And, by the way, you just led a yoga class. So, like, this is the most detached from your phone you right. probably are at any point in your life in terms of its need for you, your need for it. And they're just like... And then I'll be like, hey, uh, yeah, excuse me, can I just, like, get can in you there? Get, and yeah, like, move your ass out the way. And like, they'll just look at me like, oh, oh, my bad. I didn't realize anyone was behind me. I'm like, yeah, because oh, you're, you're in love with your phone. I had, My bad. I had no concern for anyone but myself. I'm sorry about that. My bad. <sighs> That's what it comes down to for me. It's like, all right, you know, if it wasn't the phone, it'd be, well, it's so appealing to everybody to just be the center of this universe that they've created for themselves so going to our point about like i at the end of the day the the bar i set for myself is that i do like to be accurate in my Mm. hatred and the way i dish it out Mm. yeah so like if i see someone walking Mm. i try and and they're on their phone i try and look at the screen first oh before i decide that they suck and if it's google maps and that you know new york's a confusing city i'm like all is forgiven you know you're just trying to is is 31st street next or 29th which way yeah. am i going yeah you know like I, I get that i get that one i feel you. and i'm like even if it's a text maybe it's like hey i'm running late sure. i'll even forgive the text window <laughs> smart but like the that. amount of times it's someone scrolling no on social media i'm like yo you're kidding me right now the gram really the gram but i got a csi this, I, I got a csi this shit a little bit so like if i'm thinking about this correctly you're walking like Behind head them, head to head with this person. Oh, you're behind them. And behind, so and I, need, I go to pass yeah. them because they're yeah. moving too slow. And then I peek the screen, 
and it's Instagram. Have you, have you ever just been like, "Yo, get the fuck out of the way"? Uh, I don't quite go that aggressive. You can still get I, shot. I, I think. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think that like that's that's like taking that's a ten, and I, like most people keep it at a six. Yeah, maybe a four. But I definitely will do things and like I I troll I troll at a five. Yeah, yeah. Like if I've had a bad day, I might be like, "I'm on your left." Yeah, yeah right, right. On your left, <laughs> strong. There's a dude like strong. That is strong. On your left is a good move. Yeah, it's just enough to be like, "Oh, oh no!" So if they say something, right. if they have a gun, you'd be like. Oh, I didn't want to need a trip. I'm, I was but going. I, but I wasn't. I wasn't on your left. Right, right. right. I was on your left. This is a factually correct statement here. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, it's still New York City. You never know who's. So I deleted. I deleted. On the way to jump off a bridge. <laughs> I deleted Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram apps from my phone this week. Okay. Because I really? felt like I was on it too much. I, I, listen, I I feel like it's once... felt good. It's actually been it's been a good thing. I've tried like to stop clicking tweets where then you see the replies to it because that's, that's where I end up hole. getting really mad. I wish I could disable that because I don't mind seeing like the most of the people that I follow. It's like, you know, people that I know and listen to in the hip hop world is yeah. probably like a big bucket of yeah. of my Twitter. But then the rest of it is like journalists, a lot of sports journalists and then just a lot of regular journalists. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the, the sports stuff, I'll be like, oh, uh, Odell Beckham got traded. Like, damn, that's crazy. Right. Like, Mike Garofalo is posting this for the New York Post. Um, whoa, there's like 500 replies to this. Like, I should click. And then I just find myself down that wormhole. And I'm like, oh, man, you right. should not be doing this right now. The thing because is that people are no funny. Like, well, th that's very true. People are funny. Super funny. Like when when Robert Kraft got busted and I was sending you guys like what's right, the best yeah. people there was just this thread of people doing what's the what's the news headline going to be and yeah. they were like the, the tug rule yeah did you were you texting them we yeah. gotta find them. yeah that was in I a text thread yeah oh that's dude you're going I think Twitter uh, that, uh, to me that's why Twitter is the best out of all the social media because people are funny and I feel like they get to be they get to you know show their sense of humor the best on twitter i don't know why. well that's why i've moved to reddit i feel like reddit is because of the upvoting you get the funniest stuff it's like aggregated it bubbles to the top oh boy All so, right. I i'm not gonna get started on that. i just deleted <laughs> this just... shit i don't need to get on reddit and be like this is amazing i mean and some of it's informative i found myself deep in a thread about like whether or not cbd is placebo or not the other night I mean, I was just on there for like an hour. It is. Did you find out that it is, right? I think it's not. Oh, I think okay. some of the stuff is fake, though. That, okay. Yeah, I believe I think that. people are just, just putting gummy bears in a bag. And just being like, this is CBD, <laughs> of course. Of course like people are going to do that. Spraying something on it so it doesn't taste quite so sugary. And you're like, I don't know, though. I can't taste like medicine. Yeah, like, oh. <laughs> like, my joints feel was, better already. Putting some chloroseptic on that joint and for putting it in sure. a bag and selling it for 50 bucks. For sure. I can't even figure out. So that shit is legal. I think Trump decriminalized it, right? That might be one of the few things. That, CBD? Oh, I didn't know that. that they made that they made hemp and, and CBD decriminalized okay. and still kept All right. marijuana on the on the illegal for federal. Okay. So one of the craft things was uh, to, it's a callback to the Robert Kraft thing. Trickle down economics. That was the best one. <laughs> I love that one. 
Those were fire. You saw the president chilling with the woman from the okay from the tug joint. Right? <laughs> oh shit! The tug rule, inflate gate. <laughs> inflate gate is pretty strong. Tug rule's got to be it. I agree. That that's fucking fantastic. I mean, sex trafficking is not fantastic. <laughs> sex trafficking is not fantastic. I feel like that. You know, I, I enjoy when we veer off into the, the yeah, yeah more thoughtful areas, but I like just cutting up a little bit. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, this episode—it's episode one fifty-one of Chrome Bills—is uh, I'm having a lot of fun doing this one, which then does kind of make it a little bittersweet because mm-hmm. I know my homie sees is going to take a quick. Quick break. Be back before you know it. But I'm on, on that. I'm on that IKEA paternity leave. 320 days paid. You know no, we, I mean? we will. I can promise you this. While you're gone, we will keep your Chrome Bill salary untouched. Okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll be left alone. Can we talk about the? Can we talk about the 401k? Can we talk about the 401k? I, I've been ha- listen. I've been happy with the health insurance. I feel like you got. Chrome bills, health insurance, and then federal government health insurance. You know, it's 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 top of the line. There's some stuff to be desired. Parking is not great at the office. Uh, you know, the the non compete clause. You know, I've been asked on every podcast there is, but you know, it was sad when Wax asked you to jump ship and do the the season <laughs> Wax show, and you guys were going to use please subscribe as the intro theme, right? And the and name was going to be the name of the show was going to be Sax. <laughs> Sax. <laughs> Speaking of which, I feel like Wax needs to come and save 2019. Yeah. Oh, it's been well, a minute a since point. we've heard a Wax release, and you need the guy. It. The guy seems to get more talented with every every album he puts out. So Yo, hit him up. Tell him put some records out. Where's your fucking music? You should. I saw something. He had the joint where he was freestyling in the studio with Rozel, right? Did not see that. Please send that Char- to me. character. You'd like to share some Marilyn crabs with? <laughs> Please send that to me. Oh, I'll dig it up. It was nice. Uh, Steve, you should you should diss him. No, Welcome. I'm not dissing him. Wake him up. I feel like that's a bad sure dude. That's a, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, he'd come back with some intricate shit. Yeah, they're good at you. Um, but he's fun, though. That's, I got to use the restroom. Do you guys want to hear a song? Okay. Yeah, I need to grab a beer, so. All right. This is, uh, let's see if this works first. Oh, Character you'd like oh here to we go. Marilyn Crabs with. Do you, how do you guys, do you guys know Mocha Only? Yeah. All right, this is a cool song. All right. I don't know this. Happens after record digging. When I begin, the sensational drum chopping. She after heavy gum drops. She doing much talking. Sunshine for rocking it, but you keep the drums knocking. You do enough blocking, but she's still talking. Continue getting funky like this. Up in your walkman. Funky like, funky like, funky like, funky like, funky like, funky like. 
So I'm embarrassed to say that Cole was talking about the Rage Against the Machine song. I always thought that he was saying, fear is your only guide. <laughs> you know when you like have yeah, a song, no, no, yeah, of course, you, of realize, course. you realize it later? Of course. What they're really saying? That's a bad one. God, that's a bad miss. Fear is your only guide. Like fear is guiding you somewhere. <laughs> Somebody scratched that at the end of it. It was like, fear is your only guy. Oh, I don't know that one. That's some underground shit. Nice. Yeah, it's too... Un- it, you were you were uh, not was... quite backpacky enough when that song dropped, whoever Whoa. it was. I think it was a, a non-profit's remix featuring Slug and Aesop Rock. <laughs> I was pretty backpacky, but I think I was... I was... Now, are you more backpacky if you're like... Anti anticon or less backpacky? That's the real conundrum. Wow. Where does Doom fit in the lexicon of Oh, he's backpacking. one of the rare that, that goes both ways, that he's respected by the street cats and the the nerd the Paul Barman fans. And what's he doing now? Uh doing guest verses for like a lot of money and living in the Bahamas, I think. I just heard some track recently that he was had a guest verse on. He was uh, killing it. West Side Gun? It was something doot, that doot, came doot, up. Doot, doot. <laughs> it was something that... <laughs> I love that. Uh, that he was... Uh, I was listening to the John Wayne album, and then I let it go into the radio. Yeah. That's a good place and to go. It just, and it just was a lot of shit I hadn't heard. That's where I heard that Mocha only joint. The idea where you said, uh, maybe we should ask John Wayne to mix and master the album... And I was like, let me go back and see what's like the root of this. So I listened to rap album two, and I'm like, God, this is sonically is really the sound I want. Oh, he's incredible. Yeah, it's really good. So if I'm all can for af- it. If we can afford that, yeah, sure. I don't. I just don't know. I think we're gonna get a number and be like, yeah, no. Steve, go ahead yeah, and try yeah, to. T- if it's like Steve, 10, go ahead and take a shot. Be like, you got this. Habsies, right? Yeah. We just be like. uh I mean, if we want a third year, like, what's Father Scott doing? Right. 
Hell yeah. We want to know what the. I got a list. I got to talk to you about. uh, What is that? Good stuff, huh? Look at that. Okay. Looking nice. That one's too nice for the mics. That one's only for the for the video. At some point, we're gonna make it where people can see these videos. It'll be like like the Joe Rogan. Right. It'll be rocket on that. We just need a couple sponsors. I don't don't see the. I don't see the purpose of the the videotaping of the podcast like you really just want to see three people in their sweatpants talking to each other like you the audio does it just use your imagination you know so there's something about if you're gonna listen to it late at night and then you're just sitting there staring at the emblem sure (laughs) like that's a weird place to be too yeah you're right I feel like the car ride is the only way for podcasting is meant for car rides yeah I do it I do it for train rides you know I for running man I, I don't like to run to music unless I'm running in like an actual like 5k or something with a group of people but if I'm right. just jogging by myself I'd rather just listen to a podcast because I feel like you, you could rip through 30 minutes real quick like I, I told you the NPR microphone check with Droog yeah it was great man I ran I ran three miles to that joint and then walked another mile just because I wanted to you know I was like I can I can finish this today dude right. that's crazy because I can't listen to a podcast when I'm jogging or doing some sort of exercise. Exercise. It's got to be music. I need the. I run to the to the fucking BPMs. Okay. What happens if like some sees Mike sixty two beat per minute joint? Pops take, on? take it slow, it's Daddy. A, it's a problem, man. It really is a problem. By the way, if you're running to the BPM, does that make you a DJ? A DJ? <laughs> wow. <laughs> My man. Big pun. Just that big wow. Big pun. And I'm not gonna lie to you. Big trap, daddy game jokes. Trap music might be the best treadmill music of all time. Yeah. You're but you're hustling though. You gotta move. Yeah. What's the BPM on that? What's the low BPM on that? Like one oh two? Well no, it's all <laughs> half time, right? Right. So it's all half speed. So it's like sixty BPM. You right. know what I mean? But you run one twenty to the sixty. Yeah, you just doing the tap. So hold up, hold up. Let's do this. You know I ain't come to play. Let's turn me up. Snapping off the rip. Yo, say I'm a favorite nigga. Huh. You probably don't want to let your baby mama take a picture. Run, wow, run, run. Yeah, you're doing double time. I hate that song, but I do want to go to the gym right now. <laughs> I'm not going to front. <laughs> I just did like two reps, two sets of reps. Yeah, so you're running 120. You're running 120, right? Right. Boom, Wait, did my boom, man boom, just gonna boom. put a vest on? Is it cold in the base? Yeah, yo, I, I was kind of, I was kind of frustrated. Yeah, when you earlier, went <laughs> put a vest on. I'm living my best life. I've had this shit on the whole time. Oh, when, have you really? Well, so earlier, New we Jersey, talking, stand up. I don't know if this made the episode, but I was like, hold on, I'm gonna do both of y'all a favor. And that was like 58 minutes ago, and I went over and put the the vest on. I came back. Neither of you said anything. I, was, I felt like you know, like when a, when somebody tries on like a shirt, and they're like, well, how does this look? And the person doesn't even fucking respond. That's how you made me feel. Well, we re- it was we- it was how you were sitting. I we think recognize we recognize it now. Yeah, you were getting cut off at the neck. It was all on the camera. Why do I even bother trying for you guys? <laughs> I got my hair cut today too. Yeah. I got to do that tomorrow, right? Let me ask you this. We had to get a new roof, right? And I was like, all right, this shit's going to be mad expensive, but, you know, I got it. So I have a cashback card. 
and the dude was like, "We can only take the down the deposit." What does the cashback card mean? So like the I, Amex, Amex strength. Oh, gotcha. Well, so I, I've noted. I think Amex was the first to do it. Like, there's all these cards now that do it. Like, uh, cap uh, the Capital One I have is 1.5 percent cashback on everything. A Discover card I opened to transfer a balance. It had, it gives you five percent back uh, for three months at grocery stores. I'm like, dude, I got you know fucking a wife and two kids. Like, this is this is just found money. It'd be I'd be dumb not to use it, right? So I told, I was like, look, you know, I almost said to him, listen, I I, I can shop around and find someone who'll take a credit card or just give me like the hundred and twenty dollars off that I was going to make otherwise, because like. What is this fucking nineteen eighty nine? Like, what do you mean you don't take credit cards? I I didn't understand it. But I didn't say anything because I don't. Why would the merchants not want to take a credit card? This is a roofer. Or just like I've interacted with some people. Like, yeah, like the we get charged. Like when you go to a gas station, it's like yeah. five dollar minimum to use your credit card. I'm like, I, that's but something you got to pay. They're doing shit off the books, dog. Right. Their whole business is off the books. Off the books. That's here. that's. That's what they're telling you. Hey, my shit is off the books. No, nah, but he's not like you and I need like unmarked he's like, I'm bills. not trying to pay my taxes. That's what he's saying. He's like, I have a paper receipt that says 8000 and I can easily move that decimal point over and say that I charge you 800 and pay taxes on 800 Gotcha. That's okay. what he's telling you. Okay. Dude, we used to joke when uh, my band used to practice in the Lower East Side, we used to go to the beer store across the street and you'd go in, put two Sixers on the, on the table. And they'd be like, "Oh, that's twenty four And you pull out the credit card. They'd be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! That's twenty nine thirty five Yeah, like right. it was just like if right. it was cash, keep it moving. Yeah. And the, I, I feel like I feel like when you bought cigarettes there, they were coming from two different boxes. They yeah. had to like we brought <laughs> these up from North Carolina box, right, right, right. <laughs> and a pop. And then as soon as it went to the credit card, and yep. they had to like be scanned into. And also, they'd be like, "Oh no, that's that's uh, fifteen sixty Yeah, yeah. Get it right, man. Are expensive. Yeah, you guys both kidding. stop smoking, right? Steve, you still hitting the occasional jack? Oh, um, yes, I am still hitting the occasional jack. I had a hangout. I was hanging out with uh, KM1 and Attic, doing a little DJ sesh. This was what last weekend? Mm, this was like there'd been a couple, so we had a couple, but the one previously, I think it was the end of January or something like that. I knew I was going to be doing some drinking, some DJing. I was like, I'm going to stop and get a pack of cigarettes. And God damn it, I enjoyed them so much, you know, that I just ended up keeping that pack throughout the week. Just, You know what I mean? Just nursing it. And then when I was done with that, we hung out, I guess, another, like two weeks after that. And God damn it, I was like, you know what? I want to pack. I want some cigarettes. I don't know what it is, man. Just hanging out with your friends, drinking. You just ending up the chemicals. A... The chemicals streaming through my body. I, I'm not sure. I'm not quite sure what it is. Right. The four thousand addictive properties. What, what's going on? I, that's the thing. Is like when I think of there's times where my God, like a cigarette sounds so good right now, but. I can't remember ever looking back on a time like God. I'm glad I had like all those cigarettes yesterday. <laughs> totally, <laughs> like, totally, it's a completely diminishing yeah experience where it starts totally. out like the first dragon like, in the moment. Oh, it's it, it is in the moment. It is but, definitely right, in the, the moment type shit. The, the first two for sure, 
But like when you're on hour three and you're like, God, I've had seven cigarettes. Like that's so gross. I'll tell you what. I got Marlboro Ultralights. <laughs> the way you said ultra indicated you know what's up. MC Ultra. Like, let me ask you this. Was he like, wait, we can, this is our last pack and we save it for Gertrude, the 80-year-old woman who lives around the corner? <laughs> Sir, can I offer you a Benson and Hedges? But it was probably – that's the thing, though, is with an ultralight. What if he was like, yo, why are you even smoking? Knock three. You can knock three down and be like – True. I'm good. Like, bring it on. Let's go for yeah. a run. So, all right. So, it sounds like you like, don't, you know, don't take this the wrong way. Okay. The act like of the putting something. <laughs> I'm not even hating on it. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, like, there's something, there's something you know. to that. Because I definitely, like, if I'm just, like, sitting at my desk, I'm like, why am I biting my cuticles, right? I don't need to be biting my cuticles, but I'm just, you know. This is going to sound like a really stupid question. Okay, but let's go. What... What percentage of people smoke cigarettes just because they're like fuck it, like fuck the world, you know? And sure. So what if what if somebody came out and was like cigarettes are actually good for you? Like how, obviously smoking would go up, right? Yes, they're it like, would go up. Like, it would spike significantly. But how many people that do it just because they're like fuck everybody? Like the people at work that I see standing outside, I'm like, what? How is this dope for you? What if they became like really friendly to everybody? Like just get my daily cigarette in. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. What if they're like, "Oh, this isn't cool anymore. Fuck it." Oh, cool you think they? You think they would still keep the negative attitude? They wouldn't switch to positive hey, people. If you're would... pissed, you're pissed, man. Nothing <laughs> fixing that. I don't care what kind of cigarette you got or don't. Then, got. then all of a sudden, they'd just be like eating cereal outside the building. <laughs> right, right. Just like some, I, you know, I don't understand when people are like, "Man, like you walk into a place and like." You know, do you have dog shit on your shoe? Like, why does it bother you because it smells? Yeah. Hey, your jacket smells like you know you were fucking buried in a coffin with it, and people dump cigarettes on you. But you're out in public, so that's cool. <laughs> Funny. I think you know one of the positive things about cigarettes. <laughs> we should talk about this. Um, this portion. Well, first, I'll say that I have a by very, camel cigarettes. I have a very strict rule that I will not and have not ever smoked a cigarette at work since I took my job in New York. Okay, yeah. That's the closest that's good, I came was a, a very stressful meeting ended on a Friday. I was heading to a bar. <laughs> right. I walked out. The dude I, that I left the meeting with lit a cigarette and he was like, uh, Indian dude, he's like, hey, brother, you want one? And I was like, actually, I got my own. And wow. he was like, you want your own? I was yeah, like, yeah, hey, man, it's a weekend. Yeah. yeah. Uh, These weekend cigs. Hilarious. But they're ve- it's very pro... Wait, so did you break it out there? Or did you wait till you got to the bar? No, no, I, I was headed there, so I figured gotcha. I was like... Okay. I usually say I only smoke when I drink, but then I cheat by like... If I'm on the way to drink, I'm like, yeah, let's just right, get this right. bar started right about now. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> um, that it's very pro bar hopping. So yeah. I feel like I, I use it as my way to support, support multiple small businesses in an evening. <laughs> is that I have a couple beers and I'm like, I really want a cigarette. I don't necessarily want to deal with the hassle of like saving this seat, leaving my jacket in here. It's cold out. I got to take everything. At that point, they're going to think I'm leaving. You know what? I'm just going to, I'm three beers in. I'm just going to close this check and go to another bar down the street right. and use that walk to to put one or two of these little cancer sticks in me right, right. get in me you little cancer you little bugger that's one of the funniest things you've ever said <laughs> that was by far the funniest thing <laughs> if, if 
<laughs> the way Cole feels about Ruck compared to Helter Skelter is how I feel about that sentence compared to <laughs> every other episode of Chrome <laughs> It's tough, man. I've I've heard it's I've heard people say it's tougher than, than quitting heroin because you know the crazy thing is like to a certain degree heroin they don't need to do a lot of shit to it to make you want to come back for more because it's just it's basically like the embodiment of something that will make you addicted. Whereas with cigarettes, you're like, you know, we got we we're getting fucking federal subsidies to do this shit. Yeah. You better believe we're going to figure out how to make you addicted to this shit. Yeah. So when's the last cigarette you had? Uh, might have been the "Do It Anyway" video. Wow. Okay. So that was last August, but like, before, ironically, before that, the last time I had one was in Baltimore. I can't remember what it was. I can't remember what it was for. I remember I was hanging out with Addict and oh, I, I went and saw Milo in okay. Baltimore, and that was like, mm. say that was like fucking February or, or March. Yeah, the do it anyway thing was in August. I had two cigarettes last year, and like the first drag, I was like, this is great. By the fifth drag, I was like, God, why did I ever do this? Yeah. I, but at, 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 even at that, like if I didn't, the main reason I don't do it is like I don't. My, my fucking kids will smell it. Like I don't want yeah. them. my wife's not into it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, I can't be like, yo, like go, when you exercise, come home and chill for a day or two before you shower. You know what I mean? <laughs> Someone was doing that shit. Like, let's chill with that, B. Yeah, you know. <laughs> That's what I was saying about like that that line of there is a right and wrong. There's like you know a socially acceptable like presentation that you're going to make yourself, and there isn't. You know. I think people I know think when I'm they're doing like- shit that's wrong. But that, and, but they do it because it's wrong, or they just mm. don't give a fuck. There's probably wanna, some rebelling against their parents, you know, built into there. I mean, and they're 37. But that's that. Those are the kind of things I'm like. Unless your parents are there, like you know, fighting right back with you. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And if your parents are right there fighting right back with you, like, a no wonder you're act like a fucking five year old because they do it. <laughs> Let me, Who are let we me, talking about? Yeah, <laughs> shit, just people. Sit down on my couch. Let me tell you what a piece of shit you are. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down. On my I was like, I, I know it's not me because I'm 39. No, no, you know, like about how he, whoever he's calling out. <laughs> you know, like, your name's Chuck, man. Like, fuck that. <laughs> 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 no, nah, you know, I, I don't know, man. I feel like this shit's got to you know the bullshit is yet the nonsense is yet to stop facts did someone say the bullshit is yet to cease is mm. yet to cease I don't know who I says to... and the nonsense is yet to stop that's Guru uh, Guru yeah shake me down hey doesn't want to take me by the way gotta go back through that Gangstar catalog with yeah, board. yeah. Uh, you know what speaking of going back through some shit when we were talking about albums that we've been bumping this year so did you know that the uh, the Black Moon Enter the Stage instrumentals are available? Hmm. Did not know that. You got me on the hunt on Spotify. I'm like digging in the Spotify. For, inst- for instrumentals? How mad would an actual uh, record digger get mad at you if you're like, you got, I'm, I'm digging on the Spotify. Pretty mad. I'm <laughs> digging the rule- in the digital crates. Digging Although the, the rules have changed. Yeah. Now every- everybody's like, yeah, yeah, just I'll sample that off of YouTube. Right, right. All right, like, so you got the instrumental. Like, all right, that's fine. Yeah. Cubby did that a lot. I think if you freak it, if you, you do know, it, if you do it well, that's all you need to do. If the beat is hot, you're good. If you're if you're using Spotify to 
uh, add to your collection. Yeah. And then you're in a situation where you're playing music and you're playing the right shit and everybody's happy. It seems weird to have a problem with that. Yeah. You know, right, so at the end it, of the day, it's a results-based business. It is a results-based business. It used to be more mysterious, though. I'm just going to be honest. Oh, I, I mean, enjoyed even the, like... I enjoyed the sample. mystery of, like, finding a sample that was on a record. You know what I mean? Just, like, finding a sample that was on the record. And you're like, I don't think many people have heard this. You know, Now you look is, up anything on YouTube, it's there. Well, the, but the, that's the thing is, like, the journey's not cool anymore. I think it was... That was one great thing about hip-hop. You know, music <laughs> of all genres, but, yeah. like, you know... It takes you back to a connection to the generation before you, the generation before that, the yeah. generation before. And records were such a cool way to do that. Even CDs, like you physically, yeah. you were more engaged in holding something, yeah. like going on that journey. And now it's like, oh, click. It's there. Ooh, what's next? Yeah, I, the journey. I want, more, yeah, I want more Cheetos now. A lot of people are missing the journey. You can go instantly to tomorrow and be like, I'm into hip hop. And then it's like the it's top like, 10 most rare hip-hop samples of all time right here oh i can buy that from discogs from this for this much money like okay the lynn christopher sorry the lynn christopher joint through the smut peddlers the a shapeshift to a split you know the the one by one like that record if you look it up like the 45 on discogs it's like a 750 dollar record like there's like not a lot of them right yeah and now it's just like anyone listening right now could be like lynn christopher take me with you and just like immediately play it, right? <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. I I think the other thing is like you gotta you gotta sort of you you gotta have a way to spend all of this like extra energy that you got boiling up inside. <laughs> like I, I remember talking earlier <laughs> about like the the light switch and the candles and all like how it just gives you more time mm. to think about death. Basically, Steve, I remember. Yeah. You know, you'll talk to me and be like, yo, I went with Cam and Attic to the record store. Like, we made a fucking day of it. Yeah. It was just like, you know, when people are like, work, play, live, like, you know, life experiences. Like, you mean like going out and doing shit? <laughs> like, yeah. I think going out to buy a record, the emotional investment that you had in just the activity in the day into learning about that song, that's what sears it into your memory. Right. Or even just getting just getting shit right i mean that's the thing that's the thing you don't hear about is like all the times like i'll go buy a bunch of records and being thinking like i came up on something and just be like yeah i just wasted all bunch of money right right. this is some garbage no one talks about the strikeouts but it's definitely a part of it it for sure so the other day i was uh i found this record store down the street from my place it's also like a coffee shop and so my, my washing machine had been broken. So I was going and doing laundry. And I had like a half hour to kill. So I walked down. And I just Googled like nearest coffee shop. I'm like, I'll just get iced coffee or something. I go in here and this place is like a record store. Not much bigger than like the room that Steve's sitting in right now. So I call it like a 900 square foot record store. So I'm like, oh shit, I'm just going to chill in here. And I went through hip hop selection, kind of light. Uh, I went in the 45s. 45 hip hop selection, real light. And I was like, oh Look at this Grouch and Eli record for like three bucks. I'm gonna fucking cop this just to get it. Right. Right. Like I brought it home. This shit is not fire. Like I listened to both sides. I'll <laughs> never listen to it again. And no disrespect to either of them. I bought it because obviously I think that they've put out good music. Right. Uh, and I was like, you know, this is the part of it that 
even though this is a miss, like this is kind of a reminder of what this was like because right. this is 15 seconds on Spotify. Whereas, like, I'm not gonna throw this shit out. <laughs> like, right. someone will one day be flipping through my collection and be like, "How is that?" And to Cole's point, I'll be like, "I remember when I got it." Right. Hey. Yeah. Yep. Like, I'll remember because it was the day I found the store. Yep. And then you know maybe I can get their dumbass to take the record off my head. Right. <laughs> Hey, you want this piece of shit? So like, yo, a, you want to trade? <laughs> it's like baseball cards all over again. What kind of 45s you got? Right. right. That's a crazy what story. Was the record you good? You got that Edon, Edon MC smoke crack? Let me get that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's, uh, I don't know. Something's got to give. Things are okay. I don't know. Which direction? One direction? It's a little, it's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of both, man. Yeah. Got to have that balance. What are y'all drinking? What you drinking? Crown and Diet Coke. Okay. And I say Diet Coke because I don't really like Diet Coke. But uh, we threw out all the regular Coke. Okay. I threw it out. Like, we had a party. Somebody, like, poured maybe half a cup of the Coca-Cola. And then somebody on party cleanup was like, I'll just dump the whole bottle out because somebody touched this little bit of Coke. I'm guessing and now that I'm, wasn't you. Oh, it was not me because I would have kept that Coca Cola. Chuck, are we? Let me ask you this: Is Steve cheap? And we just never talked about it. Steve has spent less money on internet apps than I have spent on apps today for my dinner <laughs> in his entire lifetime. Yeah, I got a side of tzatziki with my dinner. Yeah, and it was six ninety nine, and that was five ninety nine more. Than Steve has ever spent on the app store. I've actually gotten better since I started doing this podcast, and I will. I'm not knocking it, man. No, 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 no. You need to spend money. No, no, I've, I've, I've loosened up the the belt. Yeah, I've definitely loosened it up. (laughs) I'll support in. I, I normally support like releases that my friends put out because I feel like. Because I feel like the other guys are going to get it. They'll get their money, whatever. I'll stream their stuff, but I'll purchase from friends. You know what I mean? Right. No, I'm not cheap. I'm not cheap. I don't I don't think I'm cheap. Some things I'm cheap on, though. Food? I was yeah. going to say not cheap. I don't, like wa- I don't like wasting food. That's my problem. Maybe I'm not cheap, but I don't like throwing stuff how, away. How, how long will you hold on to leftovers and bread on them? Leftover what? That's the key. So th- there's no like leftover what though? What'd you say? Bread. bread. There's no resurrecting bread. Like a fucking like. Oh, there's just tricks to it. Later. Like, there's no. tricks. <laughs> Can't you? Does a microwave and can bring some bread back? No, that's the thing. Like microwave. If do I understand correctly that microwaves work by? It's not even that it makes something hot. It just shakes its molecules at a really high rate. Yeah, I think so. Like I don't want to eat something that, that comes out like that. And every time you put, <laughs> what is it with uh, bread and microwaves? It's like it's either like it doesn't toast it. It just like completely yeah, turns yeah, the water good. solid. So what what are the tricks? You guys know about you guys know about the uh, pizza reheating trick. You know how no. pizza like it's always ends up right. If you have cold pizza, you're either gonna eat it cold, or like microwaving is shit, right? You put it in the oven, frying pan, dog. Okay. Oven's Ooh. good too. The frying pan. Yeah. If you guys haven't tried that, put like a little bit of little bit of oil on the bottom, right? Yeah. And then cover it up 
so that the heat comes around and melts the cheese on top, okay. you end up with like a regular piece of pizza again. <laughs> My man Steve hasn't had a fresh pizza since 2016. <laughs> My man's got leftover pizza from the party. I'm where telling the you, dog. Right. Remember I'm that you, party? That shit was wild. I don't know. Something about wasting like yeah, a two I'm liter so of Coke cheap. off of like one, maybe half right. a glass. Right. When we have, you know, we got Jack Daniels to drink in this house. I'm not going to slug. I'm not going to. We got crown. I'm not going to slug that down without right. some sort Treat, of sugary mixture for it. Treating it right. My daughter, like, I'll, I'll, I'll give her a morning bottle and she's like, more? Like, she says more? No. Good for her. She goes, mo? And so it's it's fucking adorable. She'll like bring it over to me. I'll put two more ounces in. It's, of course, it's organic milk. Give right. it back to her. And right. like within eight seconds, I'm like, do you want more? She's like, no. I'm like, the fuck did I just pour this for? <laughs> Are you you're the kid wasting food? Well, that, that it's that's how I get with hey, like strap funny. in, strap yeah. in. There's gonna be a lot of food wasting coming Man, up in your life. That, sh- that shit drives me crazy. There's gonna be a lot of it. Well, the, my whole thing with with a lot of this stuff is like I'm like if you get asked for seconds, like plan on eating. You know, she's a fucking kid. Like I get it, but like yeah. I see people out and they're like, oh, I gotta take some of this home. I'm like, yeah, you do. Like you ordered like fucking three things. <laughs> you fat bastard. <laughs> I, I, there is definitely. Have I ever told you about Max's theory about the rap you? Yes. Oh yeah. So that's what I'm doing right now. There's just like this one. You're you at the rap you, and I fucking hate you. Do this. Why are you always doing that? There was an MF Doom article about the rap you. Oh really? Somebody interviewed him, and he was going. He was going off on the rap you. Huh. I'd love to see that. Yeah. I gotta um, tell you guys. I'm but then he also happy. he does the rap you though, which is the funny part. Which what does he do? There's some oh with his raps. Yeah, yeah he has some rap yeah. yous in there. Has anyone ever written a rap song in the first person as the rap you <gasps> and been like, "Why are you always talking about fucking my right. bitch?" <laughs> right. I, like my whole thing is like when people Dog, are like, <laughs> "If you don't do that, you're a fool." I'm not sure I'm the man for the job. One of you guys should make in the song what we call the rap you. To rap you. Please don't lose that idea. Do you think ever anyone ever went to a Mob Deep show and they're like, oh, he's going to talk about me. He's gonna, think... he, no, check this out. But they're like, yo, he's going to rock me in my face and stab my brain with my... <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Keith Murray went to a Mob Deep show and was like, were you talking about me? <laughs> like with what particular line? What? I didn't know that. What? What's that about? Yeah. Am what I about the... Chuck, what about yeah, about Keith Mur- yeah, Keith Murray caught feelings off of... Uh... One of their interlude. You're a bitch. One of their B sides. One of their. What interlude. about the nice rap you? Like, what about the what about the rap you in the eye the eye for an eye chorus? You know, time goes by and eye for an eye. Like we the friends, yeah, yeah, yeah. You are beef is mine. Yeah. Like, true. what about that guy? He seems like a great guy. Right. <laughs> That's true. Know, that wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, like the beat. Like I got you your back, but you best to watch your front. Like, right. what about him? <laughs> right. 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 That's good looking out. I'm only thinking about you, dog. You're all I need <laughs> to get by, right? But then I think about like the beat that show is like I do believe in God and I hope He saves me. Like they're not going to pay me. All right, that's, I'll go to the show anyway. That's hilarious. <laughs> Who's going to make the rap you song? Like I, I don't understand. Like I gave you, I gave you twenty dollars for the ticket. Like I'm not here for you to pay me. But like, what, what does God have to do with this? I gave you power. I made you buck wild. <laughs> 
Steve, <laughs> do you remember opening for the Beat Nuts? Yes. Well, it's so funny. So you say that. So you remember who was putting those shows on? The Man Bites Dog people. Yeah, and that was the one we we opened as Old School Vendetta. Right. Dude, that was a great. You sent the old the old Old School Vendetta song. That shit was amazing. Oh, the story goes. I, it was weird to find because. It was like by far the best song we had ever done, and it was never on anything. Yeah. And when I listened to it, I was like, "Damn, this is like everything I would have imagined the group being." Right, right, right. Not like that. There's just like all sorts of back and forth shit going on. I there was like I had some little four bar thing where I'm like, "Damn, I'm gonna be like the nicest I've ever sounded." <laughs> right, right, and that's the tradition. Where'd you yeah, send like, that? Where'd you send that? Was that on was like, text? I, freest- I freestyle in each time. I freestyle with these rhymes. See my spaces deep now. You start stage and be side. I was like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's in yeah. yeah, it's in that text. Uh, it's in the text thread. How, the, sto- play how the story goes? Yeah, play right, that real quick. Play that. Play the- definitely play it at the end of this episode, but give us like thirty seconds of it. I'm just there. Pass that. Pass that. Pass that. Pass that. Feel the temperature rise. Always me is absolute. I'm cooking hell's kitchen woman of a hot dispute. Hear the shots ring out. See what's it all about. If timing is an issue, better take a different route. Why you picking your nose? Picking a tea. Started picking a brain to how to get him flicking a bean. Appreciate you stopping it there, Steve. <laughs> I don't know why I st- why it stopped there. Sorry. <laughs> oh, this guy. Dude, it's all good, man. No, 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 let's go. Let's let it rock. Fuck it. And then let me ride. Why does my phone keep shitting out? My bad. I'm not doing yeah, it. No, it's just, it's just, not funny. Like, I, do, I, I do remember when you sent that uh, over the phone. I was like, God damn, Chuck, this was like Chuck's pocket right here. In yeah, terms I, of the, the speed of the beat. Equivalent to listening to digital track mix. <laughs> I've just been chasing those four bars for the rest of my rap career. <laughs> right, right, right. I was like, ooh, I did it. You Let mean. me ask you this. Do you miss? So, I mean, there was a point where we were like doing shows pretty frequently and going to open mics. Do you miss doing that? You're asking me? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I do, yeah. I feel like you don't. I think that one of the interesting things is that, and it could be volume based I mean I think you easily doubled or tripled the amount of times you were on stage rapping compared to me um, but yeah I absolutely miss it I mean maybe it's nostalgia from not doing it that much and if I was back in it I would think differently I don't know uh, but yeah man I mean for the love not not necessarily for like the uh, the conversations and stuff afterwards I always could do without that I try and just break you know, people be like, yeah, man, we were, you were good. We got a build. I'd be like, nah, I'm, I'm out of here. Right. right. <laughs> you know, like, solo act. Yeah, like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm chilling, but like, it's just like the energy in that moment. I heard you say it once. You were like, if all the things that people talk about in like a positive drug use thing, when they'll talk about like uh, psychedelics and like controlling your environment and understanding like 
all those positive attributes can absolutely be applied to being on stage when you're killing it. Yeah. And like almost seeing things in slow motion and and especially uh freestyling, but even just kicking the right written on the right beat and then being in the zone and in the pocket for sure. Yeah. I and it's funny, man, like you make a good point about the the aspects of the of a show or something like that that you don't particularly enjoy. You know, I always enjoyed doing shows that were well attended. Like it got to you know, it was like if you were batting like five hundred it was time to sit down. There was points I got above that, but like I, I, what I really miss it got to a point where like I wouldn't do a show unless I thought it was going to go well so that you know added its own pressure to it what I really fucking missed was like going to like someone's house or to like a, a like an open mic or something where you knew like there, it wasn't even a battle it was just going to be like people really freestyling like just hanging out doing the shit it didn't matter if there was like 100 people there or 20 because there was like 8 dudes that were fucking dope as shit like I have a memory of we were at DJ Raz. He used to live in a Knox box. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We went there. It was uh, you. You showed up. I showed up, and then in a car, uh, it was High C, Artemis, and Edon. Right, right. And we all just started freestyling and chilling. And it was one of those. Also, one of those sessions that there was no pressure like there is in an open mic where you might only get one spot. Like right. we knew everyone was going to rhyme to a point of like lyrical exhaustion. So you're also like, oh, this first one's just kind of a warm-up. Like, right. you're not necessarily bringing out all the tricks right away. Right. Whereas if I'm, like, at a... If I was at the Velvet Lounge and I thought I was only going to get 45 seconds to rap at the end of something, I might even have that shit, like, half-written in my head as a freestyle, just, like, picking out, like, oh, I got to make sure I kill it. Right. Um, but it was more of those moments where you... Because it would be the, like, the third or fourth round where all of a sudden someone would say something funny and they'd say you'd just end up rhyming about like you know a jellyfish for a minute <laughs> right, and like, right. that should be crazy <laughs> right right well i also think about the impact of because it was definitely points i'll never forget this shit drove me nuts. so we were we were doing a show and uh it was the educated consumers and we were up in philly and there was the stage and then the crowd and then behind them like this big ass uh window and so there oh, was, I was at the show, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this shit was crazy. There was people like outside. I guess they couldn't really hear what was going on inside. So they were like making faces at me on stage. And so I was like, I told the crowd, don't react to what I'm saying right now, but there's people behind you. And on the count of three, we're going to turn and fucking freak them the fuck out. One, two, three, turn. They didn't hear me saying it, the people outside. So when like a hundred people turned around and looked at them, they were like, they like jumped back a little bit. Shit, that shit never got caught on film. Oh, like nobody, nobody video. It was probably the greatest ever done, right? It was my get in me your little cancer of uh, videotape possible moment. <laughs> but what I'm what I miss about those ciphers, I remember like being with Max and Stan Icarus, like in a Knox box, Chuck being there. Like there was like four or five people there. There was no preconceived notion that this was gonna like make your rap career. There was no like idea of somebody filming it. There wasn't even like a cell phone to film it. It was just like, yo, I want to fucking do something dope enough that the next morning, you know, everybody here is like, yo, that was fucking amazing. What you did was amazing. What I did was amazing. You know what I mean? Mm. And I wonder if how like that's really how like something would live on if you just impress someone in the moment and like kept doing that. And I feel like sometimes with a lot of art now, it's like, here I made this. Here's like here it is in pill form. I don't think I could replicate it, like, but you got it in reality, so it happened. You know what I mean? Mm. 
Like if if you fucking freestyle on a Knox box, is anyone here kind of thing? No, it's a, it's a good point in terms of like the the freestyle to jazz comparison. Where back then the best thing would be if you saw someone a month later mm. and they like remembered a bar. Yeah, you know, right, yeah, right, right. You know, you'd be like, damn. Like they'd be like, oh, you fucking nerd. Yeah, they'd be like, no, but they would they would like remember a line. They'd be like, yo, you said my iris is violet. You're like, I don't mean to be violent, but my iris is violet. And I'd be like, did I say that? Right, right, right. Like, right. Nice. I'm glad you yeah. remember that. I guess I was getting loose. And I was looking that, right in your eyes. Yeah. We were there's that aspect. <laughs> when I asked you after dinner, you don't remember that? That's why we're talking now. We're at the dinner. I think that's what I miss about that. Is, like to that point is like that interaction with another MC, with like somebody in the crowd. I I do miss. I feel like a lot of times if you're performing and there's a lot of pressure on you, like it's not, if shit's, you know, shit's going to go your way. I feel like it's easy to like go out in the crowd, and be like glad hand motherfuckers. But like, if, you know, if not enough people show up or for whatever reason, it's not as fun as just showing up and kicking it and getting loose with people. Yeah. It's it's funny. Cole and I's uh, friendship has definitely started organically through freestyling. Like that was how we met. Yeah. And it, and it was, the, it was the dumb shit that, that would let you know someone was dope, not necessarily like the calculated punchline. Yeah. Like I remember I was, I was, you know, Cole was like the big man on campus and I had this rhyme that I had stored up where I was like, yeah, I'm aggressive and reckless. You hung like a medallion. I'll wear you on my necklace. Like I thought that shit was crazy. And uh, then at the end of, then I went into like freestyling and Cole was like, uh, he said, he's like, I knew, I knew you were dope because you said it's, it's quite clear. I'm right here. Like light beer. And I was like holding a cup of beer, oh. and I was like, "Oh, I, I, that was like kind of a throwaway line to me." Oh, right. He's like, "Yeah, but that was like a dope, like triple syllable freestyle line." And I was like, "Oh, nice. I, was like, I like this dude. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you know, I, I like you too." It's, that's. <laughs> I'll say this about that this as is a, a special writing, moment here for us. It's a writing construct, and that's why, like, it's interesting that we did meet through freestyling because I was like, "Yo, this dude's like a cup." I don't think you realized how far advanced you were as a writer because that line right there would be indicative of being like all right like if i'm telling a narrative even if it's loose like me talking shit like this is going to be a transition line so i'm not going to use a weak rhyme pattern in a transition line like if if it's like the end of the story and like and if it's the right words like like and the man had a can you know what i mean like that that might be the time to use a simple rhyme. But what I liked about what you did with that particular one, like I've noticed your writing style is like, what would be the word? Like if, if you were an engineer and you were looking for something that like allowed you to pivot easily hmm. while you were moving, I get like a car, I don't like a piston or something like that. Like that's what your writing style was like to me and is now where like everything transitions very smoothly. It's not, there's a nice, I mean, there's a nice flow to it obviously with the rhythm but like the the ideas in it speaking of speaking of shifting like pistons oh that's in the track actually <laughs> you should maybe leak that at the end of this episode too ah uh, it's not done cut. it's not done yet it's not done steven i got some heat going though steve yo we I'm need excited. that heat i'm excited we need the heat I'll, i got the i'll have the dumb joint done by uh by the end of the day monday that's exciting I'm traveling this weekend for work, so I took off Monday. So I got like my weekend is Monday. I got no plans. So right. one of the things I'm doing is laying. Do it when you're out. in the right mood. A good mixtape will put you in the right mood. <laughs> put you in the right mood. True that. Fear is your only guide. Fear is your only Fear guide. Is your only guide. <laughs>
what was that? Wish this Do was tell. my beat, but it's not. Oh. You gotta play Guess Who Made It. This Check producer's, I think it's a DJ. I think his name is DJ Undercut. This is a good beat to scratch to. It's simple. Yo, you know what I mean? The I don't want to say dumb. Mm. Sound dumb. Episode 151, like the rum. Cardi, you know, don't spark me. Spark tree easily. Parties. I party and I break it like a pinata. You say this verse is kind of dope, but son, you've been hotter. Hungry as fuck, I eat an enchilada. Maybe nachos and tacos. I rock flows, I got those. This is how the blocks grow. Yo, obtuse, I rock nose, rock shows. Got a lot of flows, got a lot of bros, yo. This is how we go. My brainstem takes it out on top of the brain. It puts it out to anyone who's listening in range of the Chrome Bills podcast on iTunes. SoundCloud right now, I can find you. I'm inside of your inside of your nose. Inside of the breaks and inside of the flows. It's 151, that's an episode. I said, motherfucker, you should let him know. You should let it go. People come at me, I'm like, whatever, bro. Son, how long you been sober? What you drinking tonight? I got a vodka and soda, but not too much though. I gotta go to work early. I got a kid coming. My hair is very curly, but only on the short parts. Do you know your parts? I memorize the line and I'm about to cut out your heart. Yo, how long you been sober? To remind you again, I'm not drinking vodka and soda. I wish I had some seltzer water so I could hydrate. A lot of people see the states and want to migrate, so why wait? Let them in or don't let them in? I don't know. I can't make that decision. I wish we had free medicine, universal health care. It's never going to work because I'm like, hell yeah, Bernie Sanders with his smirk. Take your money. What are you, Larry David? Yo, I'm Harry, stupid. Yo, you're very stupid. I shoot you like Cupid on Valentine's Day. How could I say I got some cool shit for you to do? Maybe I could be some bullshit. I got a brand new job, but on the same old shit. It's like... I live a wild life. Like fish in wildlife. My rhymes are tight. I'm watching wild style. Let me dump a little. I can find it now. And I can't say enough. Don't really give a fuck that I'm waking my neighbors up. It's brownstone. It's 11.30. Me doing this right now? It's kind of dirty. But sometimes the truth hurts. And sometimes a poop squirts. <laughs> Yo. They're like dogs. They're like chrome bills. I heard the truth hurts. But when you cheap fox gonna put out some new shirts <laughs> I ordered mine like three months ago The blue and the red, where the fuck did it go? You had the black with the chrome letters on it It put the B in my bonnet The moment that I saw it, <laughs> I know I had to have it Yo, I'm on the microphone doing magic tricks Peace to ill immaculate, I smacked it with an asterisk And you're like, what's gonna happen after this? I have to piss, I've had too much not vodka and soda, cause I'm always rockin' sober. I'm looking pictures of, I'm looking at pictures of cognac. Your style is so whack. I slurred, where's your Bozak? Where's your hose at? Your style needs some Prozac. Yo, fuck <laughs> it. Where your guns, where's your flows at? Where's uh. your dough at? <laughs> they call me C's Mike's and I'm glad that I have no cats. Fuck them. <sighs> Yo. Come on, stage, I got a lot of raps. 
going. I just let it bust like a rap of crap. I got a lot of raps. I just let it bust like a rap of crap. Yeah. Where the fuck the napkin at? That's the question that I'm asking, Black and Green. Yo, what do you think she did with the wad after that? Oh, you have to ask. <laughs> Robert Kraft is fat. She had a snack. <laughs> oh, I guess you could say that she didn't really have his back. <laughs> I heard there's a really nice prison in Hackensack. <laughs> I heard he and uh, Jeff Laurie hit it back to back. And then played hacky sack. <laughs> and then played hacky sack. I got nothing. <laughs> I'm kicking rap with Max. That's not the direction I thought that would go in. <laughs> All the rappers left. Yeah. Yo, that shit was dope, man. I miss that shit. That's what I miss. Absolutely. I miss having fun oh, with it, man. That, that one's actually... Hit the dagger one again? That one... What beat is this? Yo, that shit's fire, dude. <laughs> D Buckhands, much respect. We don't miss you, B. Wait, did they let him go? I know they were yeah, talking. They're not, they're not re up. What? Yo, that, I'm about as mad about that as anything that's happened today. Wait, why did they do that? I know they were talking about that, dude, and I thought it was just on some, like, uh, what I was talking about with De La Soul and Tommy Boy. Oh, you thought they were just posturing? Maybe that's true. I heard about it. Well, no, it, like, they were just trying to, like, promote the brand, like, just get it on people's minds. It's been such a bad year. So they're letting them walk. Who the fuck's going to fill in for him? I, Kara Lawson's awesome. I didn't think I'd like her better than Phil Chenier, but I do. But who, Oh, really? Okay. Well, here's the thing with Phil Chenier. I'll say this, man. Like, that oh, dude, baby. He's like the he's like the fucking James Worthy of the mm. Bullets. Mm. He's not the best player they've ever had, but like he was fucking amazing. Yeah. That being said, like the flow of the game, he's not as good at, at explaining shit as Carol Lawson is. You know, like Carol Lawson wasn't half the player that Phil Chenier is. That makes no fucking difference relative to what they're doing now. Yeah. They're explaining the game, but who? There's there's no no mm. one's going to be better than Steve Buckhantz. Facts. I think I think Buckhand's leaving is at that point. I feel like I have no connection to the organization. That like seems every, so premature. Connected me to it is gone. And like, what is there to like? I mean, I'm going through a little bit of a sports crisis with everything that the Giants are doing too. What you didn't like them letting OBJ go? Come on now. Yeah, for, for like, and then the, today they're like, I mean, we got to let him go. We're paying him way too much. They're like. Hey, Golden Tate, four years, fifty million. You guys are okay with that, right? I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me, dude. Ain't my money, right? Like, have you have you seen this guy's numbers? I was like, you you were you looking at the two thousand fourteen numbers, right? Well, you know who else's numbers I've seen? The best receiver in the game. I mean, if it if it's not OBJ, OBJ, it's got to be Antonio Brown. But I don't think it's a coincidence. Like the Brown shit was. I mean, it worked out well for him. That was fucking ridiculous. I mean, in terms of drafting a guy, a wide receiver, like 20th overall, and getting that, that's a once-in-a-generation thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this wasn't like when, you know, the the receiver that they drafted prior to him that blew up a little bit was, like, Hakeem Nix. I'm like, Odell Beckham's not Hakeem Nix. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, right. It, 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 to, Cole, to your point, if he's not, like, 
the best receiver in the league, fine. That's debatable. He's the best receiver that's been on that roster in the history of the franchise. He's the kind of guy to, like, you know, every game sort of has an MVP. If you saw, like, a, a conference championship game where I don't know who, like, who was who's their, like, you know, third receiver right now? Probably, well, Sterling Shepard, like, immediately got vaulted up. But Corey Coleman, right? Envisioned to be. All right, so who was the dude you said, Chuck? Coleman. I said uh, Sterling Shepard. Oh, Which, whichever one you're like, damn, that dude was the MVP. Like that's, I'm surprised by that. If you were like OBJ was the MVP of a conference championship game or a divisional playoff game, you're like, fuck yeah, he was. He should be. And I don't even mean that to be like a dickhead sports fan. Like that dude's amazing. That's how I feel about Brown. But that's, but I, I feel like we are now entering sports talk. Yeah, sports zone. We are sports now zone. entering dude, dude, dude. sports zone. Yo, talk. we should start a podcast called Sports Zone. We are now entering sports zone. But so Chuck, sports. You said that they sports let him walk. Erica, they, tune out. Cam, tune out. <laughs> <laughs> Who else texts me? I can't listen to you guys talk about sports. Every everyone. Do a lot of people say that to you? Max, tune out. Yeah. Mm, I think Max would would appreciate it. Okay. I think once he'd be like, in the way that I listen to Alex Jones, that's how Max would listen to me. Like, <laughs> this guy's points make no sense, but he knows a lot. It's exciting to uh, – I still have some family in Cleveland. I feel like I'm about to jump ship. Sure. Why not? Baker well, Mayfield. announces when the skins let Frank Kurzog go. Yeah. Aaron Michael's a fucking shill. Hmm. Speaking of Cleveland, I've, I've gone back and rewatched uh, How I Met Your Mother. I think I'm in, like, season six. Okay. And at one point, have you guys ever watched that show? One person has oh, said yeah. that in their entire life. And it's been yeah, dude, I, I plowed through that. I love that show. And I, I at one point, Ted's like, uh, Robin's like real sad, and he wants to make her happy for Christmas. So he goes, hey, I know you were worried about what you were going to do over the holidays, so here's this plane ticket to Cleveland. And she goes, Ted, I wouldn't go to Cleveland for $125 million paid out over six years. <laughs> He's like again with the LeBron jokes. I bet you it's so fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Steve, you're not into it. This show is amazing. I've never seen one episode, Chuck. Really? Not a one. This... Cole, you're you're on though. You're a it's, fan. It, you know it. So it ain't the wire. It ain't Breaking Bad. I sure. definitely think it's it's like a top five it, seed in the next tier of shows. Is it Workaholics? Better than that. Better work. Oh, way better. Okay. It's amazingly written the way the all this the seasons connect and okay, like the slaps giving and all that. Like there's there's layers to that shit for okay. sure. Okay, but it's like Cheers in that it it try it does get serious at points and like you know I mean it's a fucking TV show to the degree that it can get serious, but it does a good job of that. Wow. It's like Seinfeld never made any attempts to get serious. No, like when Marshall's dad dies and stuff, there's like incredibly emotional episodes in the right. show right. Uh, that are also, you know, layered into really funny episodes. A lot of times there's like two stories going on. They do a good thing of like splitting the episode into two two different storylines. And so that way one might be funny and one might be real serious. Right. I think I'm going to call in sick and watch the entire series. I got, a great, I got a great show for you guys. Okay. It's, do you remember Naked Gun, the movie? Yes. Did you like it? Yeah. All right, so there's a show called Angie Tribeca featuring Rashida Jones. Okay. It's on TBS. Like it's only 20 minute episodes. Like it's it's easy to say I'd knock that out. And it's it's like oh, Naked awesome. Gun and and like the crazy like just sort of goofy Three Stooges bullshit in it. It's just so fucking funny. Wow. Rashida Jones, really? Yeah. Dope. You know, I mean, she's dope. not there's not a whole lot she can do that won't be entertaining. She's dope. She's funny, she's yeah. smart. Yeah. She got it all. 
She's married to Eric Andre. Wait, what? I just made that up. Okay. <laughs> I totally didn't know that. And I was like, oh, I, I buy it. Yo, how, like, do you think they've ever crossed? They have to have crossed paths, right? <laughs> I don't know. He was on a pretty serious FX show. Not serious, but like, it wasn't really? Eric, Eric Andre's show. Huh. Uh, Man Seeking Woman. Okay, that's cool. It's fine. Good for him. He's hilarious. What's he doing now? No idea. Whatever he's gonna do next is gonna be big. Yeah, he, he's like a he's like a Sasha Baron Cohen that'll throw fake puke or real. He's, puke the, he's the Milo of uh, <laughs> comedians. Yeah. Now he's the type of dude where like I think Sasha Baron Cohen is gonna make more of like a social impact. Sure. But I think Eric Andre will have who's like trying to think of somebody from like the seventies that was like like Andy Kaufman kind yeah, of Yeah, he's probably Kaufman esque, yeah. You know? Yep. <laughs> ranch me, bro. Fuck it, you ranch me, bro. Bird <laughs> up. That's still the craziest one to me where like you'll have people on a green scheme, but like no one will be able to see you and then they just start acting crazy. <laughs> like, dude, there's like a hundred people watching you. What do you mean no one's gonna see you? I know what I'm doing tonight. Yeah. Did you watch only from or mostly from millennials? That was a good. That was insane too. Yeah, it was. It was too much at times. It man. was crazy. Chuck, are you are you in it, any of this shit, or is it not for you? Uh, I don't. That one I've never even heard of. Did I'm looking ch- for new shit though. Yeah, I would right. recommend. I would recommend watching like all the DJ Vlad interviews on YouTube. No, nah, Chuck, I got a show for you. <laughs> I was gonna say that is what I end up doing. All right. I go, am I, I go the only deep, one? Man. Am I the only one who watches DJ Vlad interviews? Dude, I've watched so many. Oh, thank you. I'm so, so glad I'm not alone. But I, those are the things like I get deep into like <laughs> rappers I don't even care about. I'm, I'm like, like, what I does China it. Mac think about the stock market crash? <laughs> no, but the, the, like DJ, the DJ Vlad interviews are encapsulated by the Chappelle Show joke about. Ja Rule like that's the metaphor for the whole thing yeah where the you know the Chappelle show Ja Rule joke where he's like what do you yeah what is is Ja Rule on on 9-11 and they're like we got Ja on the phone Ja what do you think that's going down today why is Ja Rule in all this right that's I feel like like they'd be like yeah man so I mean is it gonna be Bernie or Beta like right what do you think, Vince Staples? What do you What do you think, uh, G Easy? Oh God! I know way too much about G Easy's you know political leanings than I should. <laughs> <laughs> what are those purposely shot? Like a? It's weird that there's an interview. Like imagine if in Joe Rogan it never flashed the camera to Joe. Like yeah. they like only show the person being interviewed. I think he watched way too many Nas interviews in the stairwell. Yeah. And he was like, you know what this interview needs? Like, the stairs removed. But everything else. <laughs> the ill shit is like when you find out that there is actually no DJ Vlad. He's just like a, uh, whatever, like a like a computer. smart computer. Yeah, he's like a smart computer of like the yeah. Rumorville. Yeah. Like they created an algorithm for like hip hop rumors and it actually is DJ Vlad. That's oh the God. name. That's the name of the server. Is DJ Vlad? That would be hilarious. It stands for something. It's like a yeah. virtual language Virtu- addressing discourse. <laughs> 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 
Holy shit. <laughs> Crack the code, baby. Chrome Bills. This is like a minute, like 110. The code has been cracked. Yo, it's like two hours in. Deep. Hey, Holy I'm glad we shit. went out with a bang. That's fucking funny right there. Well, do you think so? I think I associate his interviews with like basically he gets the dirt. Or do you think he's just all encompassing? I think the people the, dirt, the people the who are on there are happy to to be controversial and stir shit up. Right? Yeah. You rarely see somebody in a DJ Vlad interview being like, yeah, I don't really, you know, I don't feel comfortable <laughs> talking about that. It's I'm always like, yeah, now. fuck that dude, you know, or like, right, right, you know. Right. Can you like what do you think his pushback would be like? They're also happy. They're here. also I don't, you know, sometimes he pushes people. I shouldn't say I shouldn't say that everywhere. Because I saw like a, they were trying to get um, DJ uh, Luke Skywalker. Why, why am I saying Luke Sky? DJ Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker to like talk shit about Run DMC or something, and he just says something real quick, and then they like the the title of the video is like beef with Luke Skywalker and Run right. DMC or something. You know what I mean? Right. So he's a, he's sen- God, he sensationalizes a lot of shit. They want. There's some there's some need for people to be like, oh, what's this controversy? What's what's this rush of adrenaline that I'm going to get watching this thing? But like, yo, shit's cool. How are you? I'm good. That's I do like that about the Joe Rogan podcast. Like, I feel like he's his audience is very cynical, and mm-hmm. I feel like when people start getting too cynical, he's good at reeling them back in and saying, no, it's not like that. All right, I'm going to tell you the top DJ Vlad videos of all time. Uh, can we let's make this into a game? All right, you is tell it, me how you tell me. Uh, uh, he has music videos on here. Okay, we're gonna. I'll go tell you the title of the video. You tell me how many how many views it has. Ooh, okay. I like this. Okay, twenty one savage on turning savage after getting shot in the neck and losing his friend. How many views? 15 million. Jesus Christ. I was going like 700,000. Am I way off? Uh, it's like Price is Right, though. If you go over, is it wrong? Mm, yes. If, if you go over, about, it's wrong. If you go you, you over, it's wrong. A new game for okay. when I won't be here. Uh, the views are right. Instead of the Price is Right. The views are right. I like this. So you guess the views, but if you go over it. So so Chuck, only, loses, Chuck loses there. 4.8 million views. That still blows my mind. Okay. This is the next interview video that has the most views, okay? It's not in like a descending order, right? Like Yeah, this is descending order. So so now you know. So now you know it's less. Okay. <laughs> Sarah J reveals her perfect size. Wait, does that mean what I think it means? I think Sarah J must be a She ain't talking adult. pizza. She's not talking pizza. It's not like I like a medium shirt because right. my armpits can breathe. Right. <laughs> How many views? This is DJ Vlad's second. As far as I can tell, this is his second most popular video. So that's it's an, more than that's an interview. Point whatever the last one was? No, no. It would be less than. Gotcha. Okay. Chuck, you want me to go first or you want to go first? I mean, I feel like it's 4.7. <laughs> I'm going 4.7. I'm doing the opposite of the prices, right? Now. I like it. Okay. Right, 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 right. You know, I, I can only hit right. it on the note. 
That's a 4.6 million views so Chuck, for three minutes time. of this girl talking about her perfect size. I never liked it on the prices right, so maybe we could fix it on the views is right. The views is right is better than the views are right. Uh, I feel like it shouldn't be if you go over it. It should just whoever's closest. All right, that's fine. One way or the other. Okay, that's fine. I win. All right, hitting it from both <clears> sides. <laughs> Man, this is a weird place. Okay. The Vlad's yeah. Vlad's uh, feed Stay here. With it's it, a weird. It's a weird place. Okay. I spent way too much time in this strange place. <laughs> Why do you say it's strange? Because it's just a lot of. Is a lot of negativity here? Oh, you the know? internet. No, just DJ Vlad's page. I'm gonna say. Okay. It's all yeah. sensationalized street stuff. You know. Give me what I mean? some. Okay. Oh, you mean the captions or the headlines? Yeah, just like all the videos. Like he's interviewing people. He's not like talking about, like, say half of the people that he interviews are musical, that they're, they're artists. You know. The other half are porn. And well, like, if you have, out of all those interviews with the musicians, he doesn't talk about their them making music. Right. He's talking about other shit. No, and literally zero percent. Like, like he, he's like, oh, not you, like sometimes it's about that. He's never yeah. like, oh, when you made this song, like, oh, you used a flute there. Yeah, like what? Where'd you find that flute? They never talk about the music. He's only talking about like, oh, so like yeah. you're in a gang. Like, what was that like getting shot at and stuff? You, you know? need to tweet at, at DJ Vlad right now. <laughs> where'd you get that flute? <laughs> Hashtag where the flute at? Right. Where'd you get the- he doesn't it's just strange that like you your whole thing is like interviewing rappers and you never talk about like the actual music yeah i want someone to go in there and just defer every question and be like i'm just here to talk about the album right 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 flip it back on them like why don't you ever ask about music i'm better (laughs) i'm unsubscribing to dj vlad tonight What's that? I feel like this is quitting smoking. I'm unsubscribing to DJ Vlad. (laughs) Which is harder. That's that's quitting smoking for me. He'll be outside at a bar, but I could really watch him ask like some porn chick like what her favorite position is right now. (laughs) It'll show up. (laughs) I you know it's an interesting thing. I feel like he's got a good logo. Mm -hmm. He half of the bat. You know what? He's got content. The, the guy has content for getting the right guests is half the battle. That's right. why no one listens to us. Right. That's why no one will listen to this episode. Right. Like, there'll be right. five thousand people will check out the Sage interview. But that you know, that's the thing though. Speaking we give them the goods. Yeah, we give them the goods. When's the last time we logged into the old uh feed Just burner? Three of us. What? I told you last time I logged in, I was pleasantly surprised. Can you oh we can't do it right now, right? Because we, we'd have to no, log, have out, to of log out of this. Okay. Right, Gmail, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we oh, we can't count our ducats right now. I want to count some me. ducats. Though. One million, two million, three million. You get a car. You get a rap career. <laughs> you get a new job. Can I just say something real quick? No. Most birds don't need a pager for their hips to vibrate. I hit okay. it from the back, ruffle feathers, and tell that chick to migrate. <laughs> <laughs> My man was getting deep in it today. <laughs> this is like duck wraps part two. Oh wow! No surprise. My favorite holiday is Thanksgiving. I, I I'm glad you just brought that up, man. I I had to not remember that. You know what we should do? Is, is that that's on an episode somewhere, right? 
Yeah, because I remember me saying it's a turducken because I am down with bird fucking. <laughs> Gonna be a wild night. Get wild nice. Eating fish with wild rice. Working for fish and wildlife. I mean, that's Steve. Come on, man. That Steve sent that to Chuck and I earlier today. He's the best writer out of the three of us. I was, I'm, I'm saying I was in the zone this afternoon. <laughs> I, I got to ask you about this first line. Okay. At night, I tell rappers they can eat my feces. During the day, I'm protecting all endangered species. All right, so... You like no questions needed. Okay, <laughs> wait, right. wait, wait, wait. Do you off? No, I'm just joking. Right. I was gonna say, do you often tell rappers to eat your feces, but only at night? I'm saying yes. like this was like the daytime. You know, you're a battle rapper, and during, I mean, at nighttime you're a battle rapper, and during the day you're working a job. Wow, you know? so there is there is meaning to. It. Okay, yeah. all right. Listen, this was written. That was written from your perspective, right there. He said, "Let me tell you something. You might got more Reese's than me." Yeah, that was a rhyme written from your perspective. This is what you do at night. You diss rappers during the day. You go to work, man. I do it flagrantly. Your mind is just one big vacancy. I got to ask, will my clearance transfer from agency to agency? Wow. I mean. The first is writing itself. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Just get on the Wikipedia page. There's, I mean. I will say there was a point. It's funny, like, talking about how we used to be with rap like when people used to be like oh you rapped can I hear something I'd like 12 minutes later I'd be like are we done here <laughs> like I'll fucking keep rhyming yeah. now when people are like oh I heard you rap I'm like nah you don't want to do it <laughs> nah, dude. I'm like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to go get some fucking coffee I'm 39 like I don't <laughs> I don't want to rap for you right now I, I've heard multiple multiple people say something that I've also said which is that you're only really a rapper if you remember a ton of times you've pretended not to be one. Oh. Because the people that aren't are always trying to remind everyone, oh, I got bars, I got bars. Right, right. Whereas it's like, you know. Where was that? I feel like I saw that same. Was that a Twitter post? I feel like I saw that same post. I think it was Drew, yeah. It was Drew, wasn't it? He's like at a party, people, like, people always come up to you and, like, try to tell you they're a rapper or whatever. And then, like, the whack ones will say, I make beats and and DJ too or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whereas you like, you know, you're you start dating a girl, it's getting serious the first time you're around her friends. And they're like, So are you gonna are you gonna write a verse about this? <laughs> right. No. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you better hope I, not. I can promise you no. Yeah. We'll do a podcast about this conversation years later, but that's totally meta. <laughs> oh, will you rap? I, but the, there's parts of me I was like I miss being 24 but f- fuck it you asked the fuck do I care I mean the sports junkies I remember like I dropped CDs off at one of the dude's houses and his like 14 year old son was outside like playing the cross he's like will you rap for my son I was like for you fuck yeah like 30 bars later I was like man I'm kind of feeling <laughs> I was like, like I'm, I'm killing this for this 14 year old are y'all recording this shit <laughs> when people are like alright 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 I got it. I got it. You can, you can do it. All right, all right, all right. Cole, I, I will say that he will make you say uncle. Like, you know what I mean? Like, man. All right, all right, all right. I'm going to start doing that with people. Like, is that that's a far more aggressive move than on your left? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's that'd be the kind of thing where, like, if if someone said that to me and I was in the room, I'm like, all right, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm taking forever, but don't be a dick about it. <laughs> Just say on your left. 
fucking move along. On your left. <laughs> Where'd you get that flu? Flat. I had lunch. I had lunch, with Rock. I had lunch with Rock today. Nice. Peace to Rock, man. It was good seeing him. Shout out to Rock. Oh, yeah. Who are you? Shout out to Rock. Cole, can I ask an honest, honest question before we wrap? Sure. Uh, before mm-hmm. we wrap this, so if you're taking a hiatus from the show, and Steve and I are going to pull a couple together with with uh, guest hosts, surprise guest hosts, you're, you're still going to write the descriptions, right? With fuck no. Oh. <laughs> That's a great call, Chuck. Thank you for asking that. Honestly, if I was doing if if it was pretty much any other thing, I'd at least consider it. Steve, you can sp- speak on it, Steve. Oh boy. Two kids, I, like everybody I talked to, like, yo, it's not. When I look back at how difficult it was with Lila, and it wasn't, it was just because it was the first time I'd done it. Yeah. Uh, they, that was tough. You're going to be tired for yeah. a little while. Yeah. So, like, at, like I'm going to tell the dudes at Hoops, if, like, I'm done. I can't, I, like, I don't even want to tell don't you. Don't give up I'm on gonna... everything, though. Leave yourself no. a window to come back. Because I tell you what, man, it's even though you're surrounded by you know that youthful energy and there's a lot of action it can also be a lonely place you know yeah I mean, a certain Steve, part, a certain part of your, a certain part of your personality still wants to be you know you want to have friends and you want to feel like you're still cool. You can talk to people that you relate to. You know, I think it's still yeah. important. It's still important to keep these channels open, man. Don't okay. close them off because I feel like some of my friends have closed them off. And then you're just like, "Come on, man! You don't miss any of this stuff. Just yeah, just talking to your buddies." Yeah, no, I hear that. I, you know, honestly, when, and it's when I asked Chuck a couple weeks ago, like, what time do you? leave in the morning what time do you get back I think half the reason I'm just not interested in like interacting with a lot of people is dude like I'll fucking get up at 6.30 yeah. get home at 8 yeah. do it again do it again do it again like yeah. by the time I do I would have time to interact with people that's the time I'd have to myself and I, at that point I'd rather just have it to myself but I am thinking alright like if I'm going to be closer to home and therefore getting home at like 4.30 you might actually you actually might have gained some shit hours a week you might have yeah. just gained some shit dog so when Saturday comes around, I'm not telling you to fuck off. I right. want to come hang out. Right. Um, I mean, look at Steve is as at his peak right now. As a I, I don't even want to see Steve's social calendar. With He's two, all over the place. With two kids, late 30s. Mm. We won't put the exact age mm. out there. Mm. 39 years old. Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> right, two kids and making the best music. And I, I feel like as good a DJ as you've ever been. Like, sharpest than two different I'm going to start, start crying right now. Uh, no, nah, but it's true, man. It's true. You know, so, like, it can be done. And I think for you, it was very organic. It wasn't like you, like you said, you just kept the door open. She's got to keep had, the door open. And then you got inspired. Well, I would say that I'm, I'm now, when you have that free time, for me, it's like I get... I get a rush from creating something, you know, from being creating and from having, you know, those interactions with your friends. So I take, I, I take more advantage of that time than I used to before I'd be find, like, oh, I'm just going to go to a bar and drink or whatever, you know? So do you find, it seems like people come to you, like you're, you're a pretty central location. I try to get people to come to me. That's true. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Cause I, I find that, 
Yeah. I, I was going to say, I find that there's people that try to get you to come to them, and mm. then there's people enjoy coming to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's definitely a good, it's definitely, um, it can't be, it can't be completely one sided in that regard. You know what I mean? Like, right. you, you can't just always want to have the people to come to you because then you're. Why the fuck not? <laughs> I don't know. You. I don't know. Because then it no, becomes like it mean, becomes like, kind of like a. This is what we do. Like I don't, I don't come to you. You come to me, kind of thing. Like I feel like you I'll always want to give my back. Fucking, my entire experience as like an adult mm. has been me going to people. Because okay. like I, you know, like if I lived alone, it's like I don't have the kind of fucking house you want to come hang out. Like we watch a game. But like right. <laughs> there's not a whole lot of interesting shit happens here. Like right. I enjoy it now with like a family and a nice house. Like having people over here. Yeah. Because when it, like everyone's drunk and it's time to go, I'm like, just get the fuck out. I'm going to bed. That's also very true. The beauty of hosting. Yeah, that's I'm the good. Home. That is the good part of hosting. You're yeah. like, oh, you're leaving already? Yeah, yeah. You're like, yeah. I mean, I gotta actually go home. You're like, oh, that's right. Yeah, that's. I'm gonna I, go I over here in the basketball sleep. shorts an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. I'm literally smoking a cigarette with no shirt on. <laughs> I forgot what we were talking about. Got it. Got it. Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to, to keep to yeah, reach keep out. Yeah, keep the first... keep the doors open, man. Yeah, I'm not saying it's shut. All right, I am saying that. At how far apart in age are your kids? Twenty one months. And was it tough with the second one? I've been so lucky with both of them. Yeah, and my wife that they've let me sleep. So I was never like very rarely was I like the sleeper deprived dude. Gotcha. Which I think is a big part of it. That's a big part of the struggle for parents. Yeah. Is functioning without sleep. And yeah. both my kids pretty much slept. That's good. Yeah. Because then otherwise it sounds like you free up. I mean, that 8 to 11 block. Dude, that 8 to 11 block is anyway. critical. And right? like, what are you going to do? Like 8 to 11, you're going to watch, like, are you going to watch television? Or. Yes. Or you can work out. Or you can make music. You know what I mean? Right. Right. The TV is not going to come back there the next day. Or you can read. You, you can, can do, do one, paint. That, you can do one of those things each, each one of those things per day. I love that. Twice. I think that's, I think that's, yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. There's times where I get home. I'm like, I don't, I've got an hour and a half and I have no interest in watching TV. I just want to write. And when I have those moments, I'm like, all right, like good. Yeah. You know, I need yeah. to have that. There's, there's plenty of moments where I'm like, how many episodes of Andrew Chibeca can I squeeze in before I got to go to bed? You know? Now, with two kids, I'll tell you this much. Yeah. I've never said, all right, I'm putting the kids to bed at 830. And now I'm going to go to bed. I never had that before two kids. Now with two kids, I'm like, I'm going to go to bed right when I put the kids <laughs> to bed. On some Philly shit. On some early. Like, I'm sleeping. I'm sleeping like, early. I went to bed early. I'm trying to pull it eight to eight to seven. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I hear you. There's time like even now, I'm like Jesus. It's midnight. Like I got. I have to stop doing this because I remember with uh, with our daughter. There was times where I was like, God, like I slept like six hours in like the last two days. Yeah. You no, know, I was off of work when I went back to work. You know, my wife is home, so I was like, yeah, you know, I got to get some sleep. But, like, it fucks you up, man. Yeah. 
It's the best though. I t- dude, I fucking came home tonight. I get home usually after my daughter's already asleep. She woke up like fussing a little bit. I was like, please let me go get her. And eventually, my wife was like, all right. Like after like a couple minutes, she's like, yeah, she's not going back down. I was like, the best like ten minutes of my fucking day, just sitting there holding her, like rocking her back to sleep. Oh. I was like, you drink that fucking bottle. What are you doing? Two ounces. Come on. <laughs> Finish it. With that. This is the anti-DJ Vlad interview. Like, <laughs> this is too real. We're going to close this on a, on a conversation. So, it's too real. Tell me what the best thing is that happened to you today. <laughs> and right. that's the answer you get. Right. Mm. This is Chrome Bills, man. I do want to say I love you guys. Seriously. I really do love you as people and as friends. So thanks for everything over the years. That's dope, man. Fuck love you man. too, man. Love you too. Absolutely. This is uh, this isn't the end, but it's a milestone, and appreciate uh, collaborating with you guys. And I appreciate everyone that's been along for any part of the ride too, because uh, I this grew into you know I don't it grew into just something so much bigger than any of us would have imagined. True that. I you know I'll say it fucking people might say what they want, but like oh you still do a podcast? How many episodes? Anytime I say it, 150, 151, people are like, wow. <laughs> like, I, I kind of thought you were a joke, but like less of a joke now. That's the least you stuck to it. <laughs> They're like, either you guys are really good at this or you're kind of right, crazy. Right, right. You don't give up. I often wonder if the moving, because I moved to New York at like episode 12. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I sometimes wonder, like, uh, I've always wondered what the podcast would have been if I stayed down there. But as it's like continue to go, I wonder if uh, huh. me moving was actually like a force of inertia for it continuing to go. Yeah. Well, do I you think, think? Let me ask you this: If you were here, do you think we would feel compelled to get up? Probably not. Not with kids. No, I think we would have merged. We would have gone to this digital format, even if we okay. were all here. Okay. There would have been more meetups, more frequent, like probably blowouts, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, they would have like, been like, more, like once every couple months. There probably would have been a blowout. Oh, like this John would have been on a Saturday, and we would have gotten. And we right. would have. There would have been probably like people in the background. Yeah, I'm good with that. Like I always go back to for me the, the last one that we all did in person was '99. Yeah, and just like hammered, hammered, <laughs> freestyling. Yeah, you know, just chilling. Yeah. So maybe but it again, is a bad thing that no you moved, Chuck. No, it's not. <laughs> Steve, I'm not coming home. Now, actually, you know what? One thing I was thinking about when we're working on this uh, EP, EP is that, is that we should actually get up at least at least one time in person to like work shit out, and not just do it all digital. You know what I mean? No, I agree with you. Okay, I mean, even if it's even if the recording is done digital, we should kind of map it out. In yep. Person. Yep. I've been looking for a reason to come down to. Cool. I figured you're gonna have a 40th party. Oh, I when don't have one planned right now, but we'll we'll figure it out. When is your birthday? August. Mine's coming up, dude. When's yours? So, yeah, March yeah. When is yours? Next week? March 26th. Oh shit! So check this out. Uh, my wife wrote Cole's birthday uh, on our calendar, <laughs> and I wrote 29th <laughs> next to it. So. When you were saying you're going to be 39 early, I was telling everybody at work, they're like, you know, your birthday's coming. How old are you going to be? I was like, 30, 10. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so here's what I, I was thinking for, uh, like, I mean, obviously, Chuck, come down whenever you can. We should try to have something. When when I rented out, uh, what was the spot for the video? Uh, mm-hmm. Metro Club. Yeah. Metro Gallery. Yeah. 
um, it wasn't that expensive. So I, I feel like for you, Varak's birthday is in October. Like we should, we can get venues huh. for cheaper in yeah. August. It doesn't necessarily have to be there. But okay. I was surprised. Like, you know, like Varak was like, "How much do you think it would be to have a show?" I was like, "All we fucking do is end up talking to each other. Let's rent out a place like." You know, Attic, Cam, Steve can all DJ for like hour. We'll get to place for like eight hours. People go up like fucking DJ if they want. Everyone's hanging out. We'll make sure that they have a bar there. Dog, we should let's do that. Fucking like, do that. Yeah, I love this idea. <laughs> well, the other thing that I, it's a weird problem to have, but I sometimes think when people be like, "Yo, when are you coming back?" I'm like, I don't want to turn this into something where I now gotta like find a way to individually meet up with a bunch of people too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, like I want to be able to. Be, I'm coming back because, like, we're doing this, right? And like, if you want to see me, come here, right? And uh, well, I think it. It also, I don't know. I mean, I think it's respectful of the fact that people got shit to do. Like, no one's gonna be salty if someone can't come. For, Absolutely, know, for whatever reason. But also, it's like, yo, I don't. I'm going to see this person like once this year. I, I got like a couple hours to make this shit happen. Wow. That sounds like I mean, a that sounds like a really good idea, dude. How fucking fun! The, I thought the video dude. was so fun, and I barely remember like actually doing the. Yeah, but we could have had, you know, you, whatever you had ten people there, we could have had two hundred. You know what I mean? Well, even at that birthday even party if it was or whatever, fucking twenty, twenty-five people. Dude, film a, film a video $10. during film the film a video during the next during this party. Yeah, just, just for the hell of it, because we're gonna be hanging out anyways. Dad's come down. Like, yeah. whoever wants to come down, that'd be dope. I feel like we should get like a hotel room, so. <laughs> but hey, come from out of town and get shit faced. All right, get home safe. <laughs> True. What's the sleeping on the floor policy at Metro Gallery? Right, everybody right. just camp out. Yeah. It is. It is kind of a hike. Well, although, what's, yeah. I feel like Steve, you're like perfect equidistance for everybody. True. Everybody can just stay in my house. Party at Steve's house, or like I'll set up like a tent community in my backyard. <laughs> yeah, you do have a big backyard. What's up with I your boy that. spot? Where you... <laughs> your boy spot where you were DJing. What's up with it? Humberto? What was his name? <laughs> Humberto. Humberto. Did we not talk oh. about this? Yeah. Like, dude, everybody has to buy like two rounds of drinks and we get the the, the room for four hours. No, I Are think... you still DJing every month? No, 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 no. That's done. That's done, man. I what th- happened? Uh, Did you think... do a Vlad video about no, it? No, my man got like he got in some I don't know if it was him specifically, but like yeah. There was some like suspicious activity at his Wheaton location. Yeah. <laughs> okay, he has like two locations. So like at his Wheaton location, there was some su- suspicious activity. Oh man! And so I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to. I don't even want to touch that. Like I'm not even putting my toe in the water. You know what yeah, I mean? Even you, if I'm not even. I I'd rather not. Really? Okay. Offline. If if the name of this episode isn't suspicious activity at his Wheaton location, <laughs> that's a great title. Uh, yeah, so sounds man, like something that like an intro to an Ice Cube record. They're like, right. and we've identified suspicious activity at the Wheaton location, <laughs> right, right, and the right. drum drops. <laughs> yeah, I feel like anytime you show up to a place, you're like the guy like singled you out and was like, "Yo, I want you to do music at my place," and you show up and they don't have speakers. I'm like, so something's not adding up with this guy. Like this is the kind of like he wants shit to happen, but like he'll sort of slap it together at the end if he has to. It was a good. I DJed there twice. <laughs> both times I had a I had a good time. Both times. 
you know it was fun to dj out it was fun to like you know just like relive that vibe because it's been a while since i've done that right so that was cool are you kind of glad it's it was only twice was it more of a kind of a relief looking back um I feel like no. I think that I think the if thing, everything was copacetic, you'd still be doing it like once a month. Yeah. Well, the thing is that like I have to be honest with myself that like I'm not like a wedding, you know, bar DJ guy. Yeah. I can jump into that world for a little bit, but my heart is not there. Right. I'd rather like people be hyped that I'm playing like a Milo record or something. Right. That's where I, that's where I can just all right cool I could do that I, I, I could go to a bar and just play the Milo shit you know I don't know why I keep saying Milo but you know what I mean yeah I always thought your best sets were before we had a, a show and you would DJ for like an hour or two while the place was filling up and you knew like if people are coming to like a K Chrome sees Mike they're show, gonna like some Ill everything's shit. fair game and yeah. you, at that point you were just playing what you wanted to hear exactly and that, the sets would be fire yeah. I appreciate that absolutely. Yeah, that's the shit I love. What did Umberto love that got him got his uh, card pulled, so to Ooh. speak? The tomato sauce. <laughs> he was the thing is, my man was definitely not Italian, but he ran an Italian restaurant. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, should you be I, suspicious of that? I, like every time I go to the Three Brothers in. Uh, <laughs> Greenbelt, it was like four Greek guys working there. I was like, all right, well, you know, I, I don't want some feta on my spaghetti, so I'm going to go elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, listen, I, I feel like when I look at when I look at certain places, I'm like, yo, this dude, like you told, you said he paid you a decent amount, right? I was good. The money, he well, he gave me the door. I got the door, and then the, the second time I DJed, it was light. Like people, it was, I think there was a snowstorm or something going on. I'm it making was. excuses, but... He was like, "Here, uh, take take some loot." But let me ask you this: He yeah. did ask you to come play, but you showed up, and he didn't have any music equipment. Am I wrong about that's that? That's correct. No, that's correct. Yeah, I mean, that, like, that's the kind of shit. I'm like, okay, like, I I, I get that it, it's not quite like you asking the chef to show up, and there's no cooking utensils. Like, it is a restaurant, but right. that's the kind of shit. I'm like, this this won't last long. But I'll that was a it. pain in the ass, like lugging two big ass speakers, speaker stands, a table two turntables a mixer laptop microphone did like, the lack of preparation on his point not part not stand out to you like you showed up and like where is everything he's like i don't have anything no 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 i talked to him beforehand so i knew yeah, what i was getting okay. into okay but okay. i think one of my first like when he said like yo i got a wheat location i was like oh so like you could put speakers in here i'm like oh so you have speakers at your wheat location like you should you know why do you keep saying <laughs> He's like, yeah, but there's some suspicious activity. He's like, but I got this suspicious activity. Oh, um, yeah. So lugging now, if this were 2001, I would have had to bring four, you know, big ass crates of records to that same shit too. You know, would you not have done it because of that? I used to do it. I had a I had a 1995 maroon GMC Jimmy, and I used to lug. I guess I didn't have speakers back then, but I would lug turntables, mixer, Gee. table, 
turntable mixer table and fucking like crates of records to parties good god dude that's like let's say let's say the drive is an hour right yeah, yeah. that's easily four hours of labor that's I a think. lot of labor man that's why you got to give it up to like pioneers and shit yeah. these guys were doing the car gets home. Like, these guys were doing this like car. dude I feel like guys like Kid Capri and shit like that were like doing that for a decade yeah bringing all their shit and f- mad crates dude in new york on the subway and the subway like, back then was hood and you have to like bring your boys with you like all right you're guarding the records kind of shit you know yeah like on some like i wish a motherfucker would like going in sitting on the back of like the f train like that's let a mother the, come and try and get these 12 inches that's that's the difference right yeah <laughs> That's also the name of a gay porn. Now we're the- talking about the journey of just like going to a record store and buying records, right? And that experience. These guys were going through like, I need to walk from point A to point B without getting robbed, right? So I can like catch wreck. <laughs> yeah, that shit's real, man. But that's you know it meant something to them. If they hadn't that's have done it, we wouldn't have we wouldn't something. have gotten it, you know. It's got to mean. It's got to mean something to it you. It does, and it, this podcast has meant a lot to me. You know, that's how we got here. Mm-hmm. I was just, I was just a young, a young podcasting pup out there in the woods. <laughs> you guys took me under your wing. Did you know that we were the one hundred thirteenth uh, hip hop podcast? What? Yeah, I just made that up. Okay, shit. I thought I, that, that, that still would have been early, though, right? See, that's it's one of the disheartening things to me. I'm like, God. On the one hand, we, we have, have no a lot of episodes, but like, if you Google, what happens if you Google Chrome Bills without one of the guests? Do we come? Are we the first thing to come up? I'd just be happy if we showed up. <laughs> it's happy to be here. Hey, we got 5.0 rating, 2014 to 2019. Here we go. We um, got stats. At? I'm looking at iTunes. Oh, you can't argue with stats. You can't. Shh, tell me about it. I've heard, I've heard that album. So Chrome Bills, first thing that comes up, Chrome Bills podcast. You know what I mean, that's dope. Yeah, but all your Google searches are curtailed to the oh, user, yeah. so that's the users. You gotta ask your girl to Google it because I guarantee she, this is true for all three of us. I guarantee she'll be googling it for the first time. Well, what if, what if, you, get, what if you get to what is it? <laughs> Wait, what's it called again? You know that thing that's almost ruined our marriage three times. Now, I'm always pleasantly surprised people show a little bit of love. I still listen to the podcast. Like, yeah, I have a new album that came out. They're like, yeah, I still listen to the podcast. <laughs> That's hilarious. Fuck them. Fuck you. Um, I'm like, yeah, I'm working shame. on something. Can I do a shameless, like, shameless podcast. I'm like, no, no, music. Right. They're like, oh, shameless what? plugs. Do we have any? Uh, got, you know what? I, I, got I have to say this: the Get Busy, Sloppy Joe's uh, mix CD. Yeah. Fuck Two yeah. Hungry Brothers also has a mix show. It's available on SoundCloud. Huh. Listen. Huh. That's that's all I want now. Dope. Don't tell me about your bullshit album. I want your I want your mixtapes. I will be on the Get Busy. What? On March thirtieth. I'm down. I want I want to listen. So do you do the mix in advance? Yeah, I got to do the mix in advance. Okay. I'll probably be working on it a little bit this weekend. Yo, shout out to my son. That's my shameless plug. <laughs> shout, shout out. That's to your son. Uh, Chuck Peace and I. Shit. Chuck and I are working on an EP. It's called the Level Up. 
The level. Oh, I up. forgot that. I forgot. I came up with that name and I forgot about it. It's called the Level Up. It'll be out in 2019. Okay. It will. We'll start. Te- say, we'll start teasing songs here soon. Okay. I'm gonna say June. I've already got. I've got two in the can. I'm right waiting to the third beat. The Dupa, you know, is gonna be fire. Fire. Um. So three yeah, joints. We bring- got three joints. We got three solid joints. Um. Might even might even reach out to uh to Cole for a guest verse. Yeah. I'm down. I'm down. I like that. Um, I got the hot shit. That's it. Was that pen, good? Pen pals next week. So let me ask you this: You're going to dive right into next week. Is right? that ne- is that next week, Chuck? Did we agree yeah, to that? We confirmed next. Well, this was supposed to be last week, so oh shit. It was two weeks out. Yeah, we confirmed it. I mean, you can push okay. It. No, no, no. We're good. If you want, we just need to document on Chrome Bills Vlad TV that this is interviews being pushed because of Steve Bills. Nope, nope. I'm not going to do that. Um, I'm going to speak this to existence. I did scratches on a pen pals produced song for a rapper named Trademark. Okay. Oh yeah. To, that was nice. I think I I might have sent you guys the chorus, the first chorus, but I did the whole. I did the rest of the song. I think it came out really dope. I hope I hope that it makes the cut. Um, I feel like he's a special artist. Never heard of him before. They sent me this tune, and this guy's ridiculous. I think he's ridiculously dope. I thought it was very good. Yeah, I was really into it. Squires killed the beat. Um, so yeah, I hope I hope that shit makes it out. Oh, I was confused. I thought you were remixing the song. Okay, this makes a lot more sense now. <laughs>